decide the topic from love chat for Matt to the hate in your heart. I can't believe it. There are no limits. You can be nice. I love legends. You yeah. can be mean. I don't give a fuck. Or you can blow it all up. Oh my God. Every Wednesday at nine, it gets crazy when you get their number and you can call them maybe. And now here they are, Matt Christensen and Blonde. Hello and welcome to the show. It is the call-in show, the show where you get our number and we are at your mercy. Hello, Blonde. Hi. A couple weeks ago, we were talking about Lori Lightfoot's warning of the forthcoming gay war. The gay war that you're going to die in? The gay war that I'm going to die... You might die a hilarious death too. Don't count yourself no. out. Oh, no, 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 no. <laughs> uh Right. So Lori Lightfoot said that the Supreme Court is attacking gay people. Gay people need it was a call to arms. She posted that on Twitter It was a call to arms. And so the gay war uh, had been prophesized. And of course, you know what you're going to get, because today is the start of Pride Month. As I mentioned on Sunday, everything turns rainbow colors. Everybody's gay. I don't know why I didn't expect it from a, a the main account of one of the branches of the military. But did you see what the Marine Corps tweeted this morning? Oh, no. Oh, no. What was it? I mean, your typical Pride Month, we celebrate all Marines. But the graphic, do you remember um, the artwork from Full Metal Jacket where it's kind of the helmet and it's got the five or so rounds in it? Okay. Just like that. But those those five or six rounds. Yeah, you can look at it's twitter.com slash USMC, I believe. And uh, those rounds are rainbow colored. Like the actual cartridges in the helmet are rainbow colored. It looks like lipstick or something like that. I bet people are so afraid of us. Yeah. Was this so, this morning? Oh my god. <laughs> yes. Never forget all the uh, trans marines on Iwo Jima who won the day. Throughout June, the United States Marine Corps takes hashtag Pride, and then it has three emoji hands of different colors. Oh, I didn't even. Oh, that's the. That's probably what Twitter automates for the hashtag Pride, right? Like oh, a special recognizing emoji. and honoring the contributions of our LGBTQ service members. We remain committed to fostering an environment free from discrimination, which means all people can join. Faggots, trannies, whatever. You know, I hate to say it. Of treating all equal, <laughs> equally with dignity and respect. Uh. Not asking and not telling seemed to work a lot better. A lot now better. it's too much yeah. telling. There's just too much yeah. telling. Okay. Way too much. We've gone too far. I don't want to know. I, mean, yeah. I don't walk up to straight people. I'm like, tell me about your sex. <laughs> like, I don't want to know any of this. Yeah. This is so, so cucked. What a joke we must be internationally. I don't. What side? I guess I'm going to have to fight. The rebels are going to have to fight the Marine Corps in the gay war, but it's going to be the gay Marines. Or is it the regular Marines? I don't know. I don't know how this is going to play out. But uh, the gay war is coming. And the Marine Corps, along with Lori Lightfoot, they're teaming up and it's coming for you. Uh, the other uh, news of the day I wanted to mention, I didn't follow the trial at all. But uh, in a, I guess, something of a split decision, but predominantly in favor of Johnny, he won a defamation case, which is never not, happens. Yeah, not common. So uh, I guess good for him. Uh, what I understand of the trial, the evidence was on his side and she was a defamatory crazy bitch. It sounds like, yep. but, um, but maybe I'll Anything look into for that taking a, a dump on his bed though. <laughs> I don't think he got any damages for that, but that's pretty incredible. And so you uh, can do that. I don't, I guess it doesn't have legal implications if it's mm-hmm. your bed. I assume. All right. 
only other update is um my wife lost her taste and smell so i i believe i'm confirmed <gasps> to have rona although no. i have not lost my taste and smell but double rona this is at least the second time that i've had rona yeah you didn't feel that bad this time though did you no this was the first time i had it i had no symptoms lost taste and smell this time was pretty bad like friday was fevers cold sweats all that but then it kind of went away and now i just have a lingering cough but yeah confirmed to have rona at least by her symptoms i'm counting it and i'm not going to go get tested yeah don't bother uh <laughs> she's asking it's really late in the game to the get air coronavirus because she has corona and it's too cold i'm cold no it gets so hot in here no please no <laughs> <laughs> I need my AC. Okay, anyway. Blanket. I'm sorry to delay. Just, you know, a lot of things to discuss. And of course, you guys know how the call-in show works. If you are new to the show, though, and you'd like uh, information for how to participate, there are there are instructions for doing that in the, um, in the description of wherever you may be watching the stream. Of course, if you'd like to participate in the show, but you can't do it live or you're having trouble getting in live, you can send us an email question. The way to do that is uh, through the contact page of the website, mattchristensenmedia.com slash contact. Look for the call-in show question form, and uh, we'll take those at the end of the show as we do each and every week, and we'll catch up with your super chats in between topics as a well. Reminder, a reminder, a tweet's length, guys. All these ones that are like a giant paragraph, I don't even read them, and I just ignore them. On the website, in the form, it says, aim for a tweet's length, please. So you don't even have to remember. It tells you before you type in there. It says, aim for a tweet's length, please. I could put it as a command. Fuck you, tweet's length only. How about that? I think that that would work better because I'm getting like (laughs) half of them are like this long. Okay, well. uh, And they just want to talk about their lives and shit. Use your own discretion, I suppose. It has instructions. I I try to give people a little bit of a breathing room, but it has instructions. Okay. Egrin Airheim is up first. Egrin, are you there? Hello. Hello. How's it going, you two? We are well. How are you? Good. All right. Uh, lo- uh, number two. Um, so this is going theory that Transnistria uh, could be the key vital country that could start World War Three. This is, is a, a real fit, country? I'm not even aware of this place. It is not recognized by United Nations state. It is between Moldova and Ukraine. There's oh, been okay. uh, disputes in that with the United Nations that uh, it's part of Moldova. However, most of them in the Transnistria uh, is mostly Russian-speaking language. Hmm. If there comes to a point that there are going to be more more attacks, that is the key thing that could bring Moldova uh, and Romanians to assist uh, to basically take over Transnistria, and then Russia will take care of that. But Moldova and Romania are part of NATO, which could, in theory, start World War Three. Uh, What's going on with the other countries trying to join NATO? It was what? Uh, uh, Sweden and Finland. So is that happening or is that uh, not happening? Uh, uncertain. On okay. That. Uh, number one, uh, Blan, uh, was the f- who was the first person to run away from an explosion in the entire world? Oh, geez. <coughs> I have no idea. You should know this one. Why? Is it biblical? Uh, yep. 
Uh, well, the live chat's not yelling at me yet. Was it Jesus? <laughs> no, it's fucking lot. <laughs> I was like, I don't remember this biblical story. Jesus running away from an explosion. <laughs> yeah, and he lot was so cool. He didn't look back. <laughs> um, he kept running. Yep, unless uh, not like his wife, which turned into salt. <laughs> oh, rut row. <laughs> and uh, number three, uh, congrats on the whole Bible study thing. I hope it goes well. Um, oh, thanks. Uh, just bear in mind that uh, that the pathway is uh, very thin, so you gotta just pay attention and actually seek it out. Uh, one suggestion I do recommend that Ecclesiastes chapter three. Um, that's basically one suggestion that's really good to read on because you know everything has its seasons, uh, but. Granted, Ecclesiastes is uh, depicted from King David when he was really old and had everything, and he was still depressed. Yeah, sure. I'm uh, I'm kind of deferring to our our study leader to choose, I suppose, the structure or the path. Um, although, you know, we're not super rigid in the way that that we're going to design this. So, it's really going to depend on who participates too. If if there's a solid group that participates regularly and they want to go a particular direction, uh, you know, I'm open to to following that too. I, um, yeah, I'm, I'm going into it with uh, an open and interested mind and not necessarily a specific, I mean, I don't even know the pathway because it's not an area of familiarity for me. So, mm-hmm. uh, so I'm just going to see where it takes me and try to you know, pay honest attention throughout and, and think critically about it throughout. So I look forward to it. I understand that. Uh, I would also, uh, just, you know, keep on reading it. Um, go over things. You know, see if you can actually add more to it. If you want to add more biblical things to the show <laughs> as well, if that's something. Uh, if that's a good idea, if that progresses um, well for you, yeah, I think I, our I, audience would hate that. Yeah, I know. I, I know it would probably be something that you would need to add as an additional video if that works. Yeah. For you. However, the one thing we are considering, and I hadn't considered this at first because I've received a couple emails from people who do want to participate or at least be able to listen, but can't do it at that time. And I had not planned on doing any kind of recording, but uh, because there might be some interest, we might do an audio recording. And it would also help if people miss the the lesson that week like they participate regularly but you have a conflict you miss a week you could delete you could go back and listen to it later we wouldn't put it on like apple podcast or anything uh no it won't be in the normal show's podcast feed i think what i might do is um our study leader is going to have a blog that kind of has notes on each week's lesson and i could probably just plug an audio recording in there i um I know that there's a segment of this audience that's very interested in this stuff. I know there's also a segment that has no interest in it at all. <laughs> Truly be, no interest. And yeah. would be like, you know, very enraged to have it. And I rightfully got some so. emails. Did you? Um, no, I, I haven't received. I've received a couple emails about participation, but not about like anger about it. But I totally get it. it you know, even the movie segment is a little bit of a deviation from how I envisioned the show and and that doesn't mean that you can't ever change, but I get it when you sign up to listen to a show that's primarily about politics, news, culture, and then all of a sudden it's something different. Yeah. That's, you know, I understand why you wouldn't want that in the same way. I like listening to certain shows. I also like football, 
But if I tune into political shows and they start talking about football, it's like, that's not why like, I came what are here. You doing? Not, yeah. So I get it's a bait and switch thing for people who want to listen. I might make that available, but I have no intent as of now to sort of uh, put that into the main show content. No, I understand that. Uh, final th- uh, last things. Um, the whole mental health situation that we're going through, I would say if you look at the numbers of just like basic cost living uh, per se, and just a lot of people just need to get their kids out of uh, these public schools and just, yeah. you know, figure it out. Like, I understand that it we're basically working from scratch at this point uh, in a lot of ways. Uh, find ac- academies that work with the ideas that you hold to. And for that matter, uh, find an academy that's willing to at least teach a kid to do gun safety at that point. Sure. It. Well, uh, that's the only like logical. We got to keep it moving, can, like, but, uh, but if you have yeah, a quick yeah, yeah, final yeah. thought, go for it. Uh, safety message today. Uh, when you work night shift, have magnesium, uh, vitamin D and, uh, lots of blackout curtains and stay safe. Have right. a good night, everybody. There you go. Thanks, so, man. Yeah. And read more, blonde. Read more? <laughs> yeah. Yes. All right. He's out of here. Red Falcor is up next. Red Falcor, are you there? Hello. What's on your mind? You guys. Um, nice to talk to you, uh, finally. I've been trying for a few weeks now. I don't oh, believe really? you, but Someone, okay. <laughs> yeah, I understand. Yeah, I can't uh, be too mad because I do get in regularly, but I also try regularly as well. Yeah. It's been probably three weeks, maybe a little bit more. Okay. Um, so I uh, was excited to learn about your Bible study. I think hmm. I'm the second guy to bring this up if I heard the last call. Right. He did bring it up it's a little bit, yeah. Um, because, you know, I'm an agnostic and I've been attracted to Christianity because in our community it is, you know, it has a huge presence Mm -hmm. and it is oftentimes, um, put up as an alternative to the, the kind of, um, nihilistic aimlessness that accompanies, uh, ideologies on the other side Mm -hmm. with, some regularity and um i heard also recently on a podcast with um on michaela peterson's daughter she had will witt on her podcast he was saying actually he read the bible and the quran during covid and then he decided to convert um what was his perspective prior it sounds like it was like agnostic like non-religious like he was he, he read the quran like legitimately was... open-minded like possibly to convert to islam yeah i think he was hmm. open to that as a possibility um it's funny jordan peterson's been talking to muslims he spoke to one recently on his podcast he spoke to another one about five six months ago mm-hmm. and they're talking a lot about how Muslims and Christians are both the evangelizing um, parts of the what the Muslims call the people of the book. Hmm. So the three Abrahamic faiths, right? Hmm. Those plus Judaism. And so they're often, you know, coming into conflict with each other because they both proselytize, unlike mm-hmm. Jews, right? Hmm. And so, um, you know, I think he was considering it perhaps because there was some, and he didn't go into this i'm 
speculating. Yeah. Um, but I think he was considering the possibility that, like, just like Christianity is the next evolution from Judaism, then perhaps we can say that um, Islam is the next evolution from Christianity, if we are to look at their Oof. birth order, so to speak. Hmm. In the but one, you can't of... scoff at that. There are lots of things about the one true faith that you... <laughs> I talk a big game, but I do not want to be Muslim. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. Well, right. I sort of figured that about you, Blonde. You're kind of settled in your... But anyways, I'm I'm moving out of Los Angeles. Oh, congrats. Finally. That's great. I'm moving back to the Pacific Northwest. Nice. What Wait, part, where? though? That might be just kind of a lateral move. Well, yeah. uh, the but in somewhere in the corridor between Portland and Seattle. So, mm. oh, that's the, I mean that that's basically Olympia. <laughs> yeah, really. Uh, yeah. yeah, Tacoma area. Yeah, Ugh, that is and, the taint uh, of the Pacific Northwest. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, that I mean congratulations on the move. No, uh, thank you. Why? Um, uh, is uh, remind me, are you from there, or what? Or did you get a my, job there? Or what's the reason for the move? My, my parents live in Portland still. That's right. My okay. Wife's parents live in Portland still. Yeah even though she has a bunch of family down here in LA and my brother and his fiance live in Seattle and my mom has early onset ah, Alzheimer's. Okay. Ah. So I'm trying to stay close to family Got for it. a variety of reasons and Tacoma. Yeah. My wife lived there for about six months. She has negative feelings about it as well, but I would rather be there than LA. And yeah. I think most of our audience would probably rather be there than LA. Um, at least, you know, being a blonde ginger, fairest, uh, the fairest of the lot, you know, yeah. I don't do too well in the shining sun, so I'd rather be elsewhere. <laughs> yeah, right? it might I might be. Hear that, yeah. It is probably very close to like, uh, I don't know. I imagine like Ireland as a similar climate, you know? cool rainy, uh, yeah. overcast yeah yeah basically it's it's a lot of overcast it actually does not rain that hard that that often but most of the year is not sunny which oh yeah i'm familiar with the portland weather just not yeah, the yeah. ireland weather i'm just wondering That's if it's good, you know if it's i don't know if it's uh if there's something about you genetically that is accustomed to that <laughs> yes sort of yes thing. exactly yeah well i've often wondered something something similar but i'm you know, I've uh, there's a ch church a couple of blocks away from me here in L.A., and I became familiar with the pastor, and my buddy who I went to high school with uh, became a pastor also after he left the Air Force. Yeah. Uh, I've been talking with them, and before I leave L.A., I'm considering getting baptized because ah. I'm kind of hoping it will, like, brainwash me, in a sense. Like... Okay. You know, I've been having some <coughs> resistance intellectually to Christianity. Okay. So I'm thinking. But you're so you're unbaptized. Hmm. Yes, I'm unbaptized. Well, you've got to get baptized. Well, that okay. So that you know, part of my call was to ask for your advice. Yeah, yeah. You you, uh, you have to you have to that, get baptized because I can tell you, blonde, that I read the Bible and the Bible is still nonsense to me. 
it's like you still you know, get I, baptized yeah okay <laughs> there you go i hate i hate to cut it short Good but we we do have to sure. keep it moving um, all right thanks but hey guys. man that's great congratulations uh make sure to you know go hang out and i don't know shoot up with the hobos one last time before you get out of la it's your last chance although the portland yeah. so hobos that you can are, go and yeah. shoot up with the portland hobos and then yeah exactly. maybe the olympia hobos and yeah. go to seattle for good measure yeah well right. uh exactly. all Have the best to your family uh, i'm sorry to thank hear you. about uh your mom's health but i hope everything uh goes as well as it can yeah, and you. um and congrats on the move all right. Thank you so much. You guys have a good night. You as well. Bye. Okay. Next up is M. Sinello. M. Sinello, are you there? Yes, I am. What's on your mind? I wondered what, since you guys have very young kids right now, what your plan was for educating your kids, especially given where it is you guys live. Oh, I don't know. Homeschool. Uh, that's probably the direction that we go. If we were, we have probably four or five years to make that decision, but uh, I'm not, I wouldn't send them to the public schools here if I was making that decision today. Mm-mm. So, so do you guys, since you guys live in kind of rural areas, is there like a private school option? Yeah, yeah it's not, they're it's not, not great. Well, not, and neither town is really rural to be honest. I mean, they're both, they're both cities of like 50,000, maybe Coeur d'Alene's yeah. a little smaller. I don't know. No, Coeur d'Alene's bigger than that. Coeur d'Alene's bigger yeah, than I mean, Bozeman. Well, if you include Post Falls, which is basically Coeur d'Alene. Yeah. And Hayden. Has, any of, has any of your... Inc- specifically, then, what is the oh, plan is here? Because 51K. Sorry. I, I wonder... So I wonder what your, your, your thoughts would be if you lived in a different area and if you lived in a different circumstance, like uh, especially what? in response to this. So I, I live in a town of less than 30,000, but it's in Connecticut where we're surrounded by private schools. They're a little bit different from the private schools of like Savannah, Georgia, but there's a lot more of them in the area. So like pulling your kids out of of public schools isn't just like homeschool or bust around here. So I wonder if any of that might. I mean, I'm I'm open to a a private school, finances, depending the school, depending there are several around here. Um, But yeah, I mean, I, the the public school district is run by a bunch of crazies. I don't know. Really? Okay. I um, yeah. I mean, they're insane. They 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 were a bunch of COVID Nazis to the kids around here. Even, even in though, Bozeman, Montana. Even though the well, it's I mean, everybody has moved in. This this county oh. turned blue like pre twenty sixteen. They voted Hillary in twenty sixteen. So it's um, you <laughs> know, it's like anything else where it's kind of a a blue island in a red sea. Uh, and it's decisively a blue county now, but it, that doesn't mean that everybody's crazy. Anyway, um, I don't know that I'm well. I guess maybe there are some circumstances in which I could consider public school. It would depend. Like if I lived in maybe really rural Idaho, and I knew yeah. all the, I'm just saying, like if it was a really rural school district that I knew and trusted and had more accountability personally from everybody in the school district versus say a large school district like you'd find here. And I know the school district here is not even nearly as large as you'd find in a bigger urban center, but in a, in a small town where there was more accountability between me and the actual teachers and the people running the school, it's possible. Um, but it won't be here. If he goes to public <laughs> school, it wouldn't be here if it happens at all. Yeah, I hear you. I mean, not here either. There's too much leftist influence, but if I lived in like, I don't know, Pocatello? Is that a super conservative town? <laughs> Isn't every place in Idaho a super, con- except for Boise? Not here. 
Not Boise, not well, here. Boise's worse than Coeur d'Alene, I'm sure. Oof. Yeah, Cookville, there there Tennessee. are reasons that I would send my kid to a private school for sure. Well, I guess is there is there any circumstance in which you'd send her to public? No. Hmm. Well, there's no, your answer. Yeah. It doesn't matter where you live, it's not happening. <laughs> not yeah. happening, yeah. 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 I mean the, the right. weekend's events to me say like if there's any proper response to this, it's get your kids out of public school. Yeah. Well, and that's the thing. Yeah, obviously you think about uh, like I you're right. I when I my immediate immediately my mind goes to ideological stuff. They're going to indoctrinate your kid full of nonsense. But as a matter of just safety. Yeah. Uh, you know, you trust these people to watch over your kid eight hours a day. That matters from a philosophical, ideological perspective. It also matters to the extent that they are the actual guardians of your child in that in that time frame, which is a fair point. I mean, it's. Yeah, I, I can't imagine what it's like to be in a position like those parents in Uvalde were, where you have a, a gunman inside the school and the police are telling you, no, you can't go in there. Also, we're kind of just hanging out and seeing how this goes. I mean, it's got to be among the most torturous experiences imaginable. Right. And I, I got to imagine I don't have kids, but you guys do. And. I got to imagine if it came down to just like an unarmed war of attrition, like every bullet you take is a bullet they don't take. Right. So I'm assuming you guys don't even hesitate. Yeah, we're going in. Right. I would hope so. I would hope yeah. that that would be my reaction. Anytime you talk about these gunman situations, uh, you know, I always want to look at those and think I, I would have the courage and I would have the skill to go in and stop such a thing. And of course, when it's your kid on the line, maybe it's just raw instinct. But even if it's just yeah. you and you're in a mall and you're or you're at a theater or something, it's like I would I would love to say, yeah, that's me. I would stop him. Reality is, I don't oh. know, but I, I want to prepare myself for that possibility. And the only thing uh, I'd reference it all the time. But when you watch footage like the 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 Christchurch shooting or the Buffalo little bit of Buffalo streaming, that's very similar. It's just seeing people who have that situation thrown upon them and are totally helpless before a crazy person. And they're down on the ground begging for their lives, particularly in the Christchurch footage. All, all I know is I won't do that. You know, I'd like to think that not I could be it, some yeah. kind of hero, but I'm not begging for my life in front of a crazy person. And that's that's fundamentally why gun rights are so important. You might die. I might die. I'm not, who knows? But I'm not yeah. going to I'm not going to stand there and beg before you and say, please, please, please. No, it's. It's either you or me, dude, at that point. That's how this is going to go. I, I assume we're going to have some Trudeau talk on Sunday. Oh, oh yes. <laughs> yes God. Yeah. I mean, this the whole scenario to me sounds like the best case for the Second Amendment ever. But the, like, I, just real quick before we go, I want to push back on just a little bit of that. As far as you guys unarmed storming, uh, you know, your, the school your kids are in and getting shot at. Oh, we're going like, unarmed. Like this, is that what this well, it just, hypothetical at all. is? Yeah. Yeah, well, I'm 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 saying from an unarmed perspective, I still don't think as a parent you hesitate. You just go in and say, "Well, I if I got to take, you know, they've only got so much ammo, so every bullet I take is one they don't take." Yeah, right? sure. Um, uh, but real quick, as I if I might just push that push back, if like we're talking about a shooter in a school in the, in the school where your kids are in attendance versus like a DMV hostage situation, I feel like the no hesitation we're going in is a little bit less in like a DMV hostage situation. Oh yeah. I'd be like, you guys sort it out. Go home. Well, there's, yeah, it's at that point, it's hard for me to even predict my behavior because when your kid is on the line, it's, it's such an instinct thing you know, for me to sit here and think of, try to think about it in a calculated way. I would do this and then this and then that. 
It's like, yeah, yeah. If I know that my son is in there, possibly killed or being killed, or at the risk of of being killed by some crazy, it's like, do you do you sit and think about that in a rational way, or does something just kind of click on in you where it's it's just an instinctual thing? Yeah, yeah. I'm guessing it's probably right. that. I'm guess, and I and I hope that <laughs> I hope that if that happened to me, if that clicked on, that I, you know, would do the right thing. But it's hard for me to think or understand how that would even go. Yeah. Which is why in school shooting situations, police should definitely not have an act of have a barricaded shooter protocol just go in, just go in no yeah, matter that, what. That's a, a, a fair point too. I, I think uh, who was, I read somebody making that point. Maybe it was a parent or something. It's like, even if he was barricaded, well, like, how does that, why is the protocol sit around? Why is the protocol know, stand like, and wait? Like, like I, I might get it for like a, again, DMV hostage situation, but again, every adult, every reasonable adult in the case of a school shooting is just barging into the school. No hesitation. Yeah. Yeah. So. I, yeah. Well, and a lot of them did, you know, there were a lot of people who did enter the school apparently, but were pulling kids out of different classrooms and, uh, you know, it's just nobody, nobody tried to breach that one particular door for that hour, I guess. Yeah. An hour. Anyway. All right. Well, thanks for the call, man. Anyways, you got it. See you guys. Okay. We are uh, right at the bottom of the hour Uh, over on D live. C2K says as an ex Marine commando, (laughs) your Marines are gay. Anyway, is that true? I didn't know that C2K. Well, that's, (laughs) that's uh, very cool. You know, I was looking at the replies on that tweet too. There are also, I mean, there's all kinds of ridicule as you'd expect, and it is ratioed. That's great. But there's all kinds of sincere posts. At least I, <laughs> it's a great thing is you never know what's real and what's trolling these days. But there are several that are like, you know, as as a former, I don't know, squad leader with five purple hearts, I applaud the Marine Corps for, <laughs> for, uh, for you know, uh, celebrating all of our Marines or things like that. And then you, you click the profile and it is like some old guy or something. And it's like, is this is this real? Is there a such thing as like some grizzled Vietnam vet who actually thinks this I is hope good? Not. If you've killed a bunch of Vietnamese people, I feel like you probably shouldn't fall into this tranny trap. Or maybe you did know. in the war, and then that's just a it's a war hangover. Well, and it's just, and I want to be clear too. Like this is why this is such a stupid trap. Am I sitting here like mad about mad about or at gay people? No, what I'm I'm mad about is is treating a certain segment. Mm-hmm. of the military in this case yeah. as i suppose if not better than um worthy of specific isolated praise for no basis other than some stupid identity issue right that right. the whole point of the military at least as i under, understand it and i have not experienced it of course but if you go to basic or you go to boot camp i thought the whole point was to break you down to make you fit into the group, to sort of shed you of, uh, to to get you to shed some of your individual identity stuff, and break you down and fit you to into a group identity. Aren't they still kind of doing that? Uh, yeah, but like it's the, the group, group identity, identity is not changed. Marines or soldiers. The group identity is I'm gay or tranny. Which those group identities, it, it, when you go into the military, it's not supposed to matter what you're demographic identities are it's the yeah. fact that you're a, you're a soldier or you're a marine now yeah. and that's it period yeah. your yeah. special shit doesn't apply here yep now we've reversed that though i know there's I know. no way that's going to be uh 
We're going to find out whether it's the gay war or, uh, you know, Chinese war, whatever we're facing. The next one. Uh, we're going to be in, we're going to be in some trouble. <laughs> Although maybe there's some comp- uh, Maybe we have maybe. Maybe we have a, a, an entire door kicking unit of trannies. That's just we'll just. Oh, my God. <laughs> Step right up. Step right up and kick that door, please. It's a freak show. Um, are you good over there? Uh, I didn't even check Tippy Stream, but um, if you're ready, ready to, to go, go, yeah. Holden Mulray, hi amigos. My question Sunday wasn't clear. The father specified what went into each corner. He asked for items one, two, three, four, and corners A, B, C, D. The son put them in A, B, D, C, respectively. Did he uh. still follow the father's orders? Um, well, no. If there were orders about the arrangement, then no. Right. But it wasn't the question, what percent did he follow? Which is very difficult. If it's like, right. I told you to arrange these things in this order. Is that, a, and you had the things, but not the order. Is that what? 50%? Is that 0%? It's less. Okay. It's more than 50%, I'd say. Because he got all the right stuff. And he put half of the stuff in the right order. You'd have to so, know the weight 75%. of the priorities. You'd have to know, though, yeah. is the stuff... Yeah, yeah more important than the order if the order is in fact more important then it could That's be true. the other side it, it could, could be, be the other side 10 yeah. or 25 percent you know uh, so again once right. again holden i'd have to know more but thank we you no we uh, need send more super chats <laughs> and we will have more information thank speaking you. of here's one on tippy stream from i don't care about our fans i only care about their money <laughs> well gee matt tell us how you really feel uh, that, of course, is inaccurate. That is not uh, what I said. That was what, is what was uh, written to me. Um, no, of course. I don't even do I need do I even need to respond? We we love our, our community. And um, of course we do. that's why I'm looking forward to the Bible study and a lot of this other stuff. Um. Oh, I got one from him, too. I should stop talking behind dangerous spaces back. I agree, blonde. Spaces is a good man. So stop it. I do talk <laughs> a lot of shit on him. I just. I just think he's the worst. He sounds so unfriendly and he's such a douchebag. <laughs> um, we love you, Dangerous Patients. Peter K. Happy Pride Month or as they do in Canada, Pride Season, where the only pistols allowed are those Castro gets his luby hands on. I got to and maybe uh, maybe we'll have a Canadian caller or maybe someone can clue me in because I don't even understand the process here. I understand Justin Justin Trudeau walks out to a podium and says, he said, we are introducing legislation. All handgun sales will be banned effectively. Yeah, or, and or I guess paused. that wasn't too surprising because I don't even know what Canadian gun legislation was preceding this announcement. I was like, how is this any different? <laughs> Wait, you guys are allowed to have handguns? Yeah, I, I had no <laughs> when, idea. When did that happen? <laughs> I don't understand the process. As in, I he's annou- is he announcing proposed legislation or is he announcing some kind of executive action if that's the I appropriate think it's some term. kind of executive action although we'll definitely research it before sunday and yeah, additionally I, they legalized fentanyl and heroin and cocaine <laughs> in one of the provinces okay uh, so i don't know we'll see wow um yeah i'll have to look into it more josh eternal oh come on i wanted that teenage wasteland intro we only do those on sundays and by we i mean skag Yes, uh, I do this special. Well, the every Sunday stream has its own intro edit, but uh, but that's a tall order. Those actually do take a little while to make it. Every time it takes probably an hour to yeah. make them. Sometimes more, sometimes less, depending on how complicated it is. But uh, 
you know, who knows if, um, well, I don't know if the, if, if the Wednesday show ever, uh, changes form, perhaps they'll be on Wednesday too. But for now I'm too lazy. Uh, the cream blonde Jurassic park review. I hate Jeff Goldblum's face. One out of five. Why do you guys have such weird opinions on movies? I also said that I hated Laura Dern's face. That's true. And my criticism about Jeff Goldblum is that I just hated that he was this genius that was the purveyor of all that is right and good in the natural world and and in the universe. I was like, what the fuck does this guy know about? That's why Hammond hired him. By the way, I have to correct the record a little bit. I was provided by a listener plenty of evidence that there was a plan to to get all of the uh, other staff off the island. It's referenced sort of in passing. Oh, yeah. People were really mad in the comments. I didn't. I mean, it's 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 pretty. I would say it's pretty easy to miss, but I have seen the evidence. But I'm still confused because the evidence or because the calls to get them off the island are before the security system goes down. So why are they all leaving? Is it just that they like they go home at the end of the night? Or and the other thing that I don't understand is if Hammond has all of these, his whole family, well, the, you know, the, the grandchildren, he has all these people touring. Is that is that not going to require some support staff? Because the order says everyone off the island, no exceptions. That's in there. So I have to grant that point. But was his so his plan before the power went down was everyone has to go away. We're not going to have any support staff to even provide food or hospitality to all these people I'm hosting on the island. I know it was pretty bare know. bones cause they're all like friendly with him or whatever, but hmm. it just, at that point I still find a little weird that, and also, but, and here's the other counter I'll say to that. Even if there's a plan to get them off all off the Island, we never see demonstration that they actually do for yeah. does Hammond yeah. know that they actually safely got evacuated. That's never demonstrated as far as I'm, as far as I understand. I don't know, remember, or care. So the just... <laughs> not caring is probably correct. I'm going too deep into this. But I guess what I'm saying is there's no, if Hammond doesn't know that they're all safe and he leaves, he still bailed on them. Yeah. So I'm, I'm, I grant the point of the emailer, but I still have some questions. Okay. We'll circle back. Okay. We will uh, get back to your chats at the top of the hour. Thank you guys, as always. Uh, Michigan um, expat. I'll have to just circle back with you. Michigan expat, are you there? Good evening. Uh, you two doing all right? Yeah, we are well. Are What's on your mind? Uh, my, yeah, let's see here. Microphone check, one, two, three. Microphone check, one, two, three. All, all very good. good. Yeah. All right, let's see here. What I would like to talk about tonight are the primaries, but before I get to that, I'd like to make some offhanded comments. Let's see. Uh, Blonde, I know, I remember you were wondering... Uh, not too long ago, about uh, Lauren Southern. She was actually born in 1995, so she's only about 26 old, 26 years old right now. 26, maybe going on 27. Yeah, I'm eight years older than her, was my oh, point. Wow. Okay. I'm considerably okay. older than she is. Huh. Okay. Eight years? Go. Good God. You know, that's the better <laughs> part of a decade. <sighs> How did this happen? How did Some it might get round so old? Up. Oh, I, know. Uh, I know. It's Well, other than that, let's see here. So the primaries... I mean, as far as I can tell, the primaries have already been decided in North Carolina and Georgia. I'm not too worried about Florida. But uh, so if I want to talk about South Carolina, the primaries in South Carolina, uh, let's see, the Trump endorsed candidates in South Carolina. Okay, so, I mean, for for whatever reason, he's endorsing uh, Henry McMaster. I mean, I always thought Henry McMaster is has been pretty okay, but I don't know how in bed with, you know, the federal government he is. 
and you know how in bed with the Dems he is. But because I've been looking at this Harrison Muscle White, quote unquote, uh, trucker Bob, who's also running for governor. I don't know how much of a chance well, this is he the stands. governor's race. Yeah, I don't I don't know how much of a chance he stands, but he's definitely talking all of our favorite uh, talking points. Like, for example, you know, uh, not man, not mandating the vaccine and, you know, election integrity and all that good fun stuff. But I don't, I don't know how much chance he stands, considering that you know, you know, he's just some guy who just decided to run for you know governor all of a sudden. Just some guy is a huge selling point to me mm. at this point. Just I'm just yeah. some guy. Like that's that's attractive compared to the status yeah, really. quo. I, I, I tell me more. <laughs> Actually, I need to know almost nothing more. Just some guy know, gets really. my vote. Uh, how little are you going to influence politics? How little are you going yeah. to do on the on the federal level? That's what I want to know. Yeah. But yeah, um, I mean, as far as I know, though. I mean, you know, Henry McMaster, you know, his talking points has been, you know, everyone's personal health and safety is their own responsibility. So, you know, I think he's doing a pretty good job, doing a pretty good job appealing to the right and, you know, our civil, you know, constitutional rights, freedoms, liberties, et cetera, et cetera. But okay, so, okay, so Senate, the Trump endorsed candidate for Senate in South Carolina is Tim Scott. Right. Let's see. The incumbent. Uh, Allison. Yeah. Ellen Wilson for attorney general. And then for the house, I have four entries for the house. Okay. So Katie Arrington for district one, Russell Fry for district seven. He's running against, uh, you know, Tom Rice, you know, the guy who wanted to, wanted to impeach Trump, you know, one of the few Republicans who wanted to impeach Trump. All right. And then for district five, Ralph Norman and William Timmons for district so those are the Trump endorsed candidates yeah. do, for the primaries do, in South Carolina. Do, is there I, a, I don't know that we can go through every single district yeah. or race here, but is there is there some pattern or something that that is there a broader point that you're getting at? Just I'm 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 just I'm just reciting what I found online. If you if you want if you want the full details like for every flipping state, um I did uh, upload an entry off of Ballotpedia into the call in the waiting room text chat. Um otherwise um yeah, you, you you can check that yourself. I mean, it's just all the same data I just rattled off. Otherwise, it's just like Georgia. Okay, so Georgia. I'm trying to figure out, I mean, basically all the Trump can, Trump endorsed candidates seem to have lost in the primaries for Georgia. So I'm just wondering what the hell is going on with Georgia. I mean, yeah, and I know Raffensperger won too, right? The the embattled yeah. Secretary of State that uh yeah, you know, a lot of people um have a lot of criticism for him and Kemp and uh Kemp Kemp crushed Purdue, which I found I was sort of surprised yeah. by Kemp being the incumbent exactly. governor, who, of course, exactly. has faced a lot of scrutiny because of the election results in Georgia, yes. too. And uh, well, I don't know. I guess I don't know what to make of that. I, I, I didn't I don't know that I <clears throat> excuse me. <coughs> the run is kicking in that I expected Purdue to win. But I, I thought just maybe hatred of Kemp would make that a little more competitive than it yeah. was. And I think Kemp won something like 75 25 like overwhelmingly yeah. decisive it's just, i'm trying so. to figure out yeah i'm trying to figure out how georgia has seemingly gone blue in like the last election cycle i mean obviously it's all atlanta but i'm trying to figure out it's like i mean the only way i can figure it is for example a bunch of people move from the midwest and the northeast like say chicago and new york city to yeah. atlanta and that's what turned it blue. Otherwise, I really, I really can't figure it out. Unless, of course, mm. Stacy Abrams somehow, is just that inspiring, don't you know? I mean, yeah. Unless, unless somehow Native Georgia voters just somehow 
trended Democrat, trended blue, despite everything that's going on. I mean, is that, that is just the thing that is just most curious to me. Is all. Well, yeah, and it's a lot of states, too, when they when they transition, I can't you can't even use that word anymore without it being loaded with some other bizarre context. But when I, when a state kind of shifts over time from maybe blue to red or vice versa, like Florida has sort of shifted into more reliably red where they used to right. vote a little more blue. But there's kind of that purple phase. And Georgia yes. um, went and Georgia didn't really. At least as far as I understand, they went from like deep red, red, red to blue. Yeah. Very quickly. Yeah. Maybe I'm maybe someone in Georgia could fill me in on that. But um, as an outsider, that's kind of my understanding, unless I'm mistaken. So I don't know. I don't know what's happening. Maybe it is just influx of people. Maybe it is just. uh, It must be. I would love to hear the reasoning behind it. Here's a theory. Uh, A lot of stuff isn't filmed in Hollywood anymore because it's too cost prohibitive. So there's (laughs) a lot of there's a lot of production in Georgia. So maybe it's all the Hollywood types moving to Georgia to get because their jobs have taken them out of California, but they still vote for the same nonsense when they get there. Yes, probably oh, not yes. enough the, of and, them and, for that to explain it, but maybe. And another thing, yes, Keith Blanford, candidate for Secretary of State, is basically the the only guy talking about like election integrity and how the election was stolen. And you know, he mentioned you know the movie two thousand, the nineteen ninety six election. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. What, what you know, but yeah, Keith, yeah, Keith Blanford is ought to be your choice for Secretary of State for South Carolina if you're concerned about election integrity. All right. Well, thank you for the thoughts. Appreciate it. I appreciate it too. Good, good evening, you two. Have a good Bye. night. Okay, Shuffler is up next. Shuffler, are you there? Oh, hello. Uh, thanks for taking my call. And sure. I'd like uh, us to practice using uh, our imagination for a minute. So, okay. okay, okay. Just imagine that you had a job that you couldn't quit or you'd be put in jail. Just imagine that. <sighs> tell me, how do you think you'd be treated at that job? Oh, you'd be treated like garbage. Yeah, that sounds like slavery. So, <laughs> yeah, uh, great. So I think yeah. that this is an important thing to uh, realize that we should not actually support... Um, Child support laws. Hmm. What are your thoughts? Well, uh, it depends on the situation of the child support. Well, the thing is, like, the reason we have child support laws, it's to uh, it's to break up families. It's to give the, the woman in the relationship the incentive that, hey, you, you can get everything that you're getting from this man now, and you don't have to do anything for him. So the, yeah. the purpose is to, uh, to to destroy the family unit, to make us more individuals where the government can rule over us. And that that's we didn't really have child support laws um, before the 1960s. Now, we did have them like a very little bit, but it was completely different and not even close to the piece that it became. I don't know. I've got to push back on this a little bit. Well, yeah, I have a question, too. We might be in the same spot. I used to agree with this until I had a kid, which puts women in a uniquely vulnerable situation. Like if my husband goes and bangs some 20 year old right now, um, I'm effectively unable to do anything about this, about the financial situation. I mean, it was my fault for choosing the wrong mate in that situation, I suppose. But uh, that would really only be where I would be at fault. Now, 
I understand where MRAs are coming from on this one. Um, women are financially incentivized to break up the family and to be government dependent and to use bad judgment with whom they bang. Uh, but men need to have some accountability as well. And in general, I disagree with this concept of government promoted or mandated familial or individual responsibility. But that's where we are as a society. And like, I, I'm just sick of the community acting like men never fuck younger women. They never break up their own families. Like it's always some crazy bitch that's filing for divorce or whatever. It's not always like that. Like, you know, sometimes dudes just can't keep it in their pants and they bang the au pair. And then well, what are women supposed to do? Even when they do bang the au pair, that it does mean that they leave the relationship or abandon their child. We have like an entire history of humanity before the 1960s and the men abandoning their children was, was not something that was like, sure, it happened, but it didn't happen nearly as often as you would need to have this giant oppressive uh, state to enforce child support laws. I can agree with that. Yeah. But acting like it doesn't happen. It happens and it happens with some level of frequency that, hmm. that people on the right don't seem to really want to talk about. Maybe I'm um, misunderstanding the exact context here or the situation, but what do you do about genuine absentee or deadbeat fathers? People like fathers who just bail on the, like, well, should they, I mean, obviously they should be held accountable. Both, but. Blonde and myself both used to watch uh, plenty of Stefan Molyneux videos. Mm -hmm. And one of the lines that he said is sometimes like uh, a person's life is just to be uh, a good example of what not to do. And if we just allow those people to take the, uh, the, the bad part of their decision-making, then that would actually change the type of women that, I mean, the type of men that women are willing to sleep with. And it will cause the society to be, move into better. Um, yeah. Okay. Decisions. So let's, let's say that happens, but like as a community, are we going to say that women both don't have agency and are responsible for changing the culture? It's either one or the other. And I think that we don't have agency. So men are going to have to not fuck crazy women and they're going to have to make wise marriage decisions and they're gonna have to marry somebody they trust. It's always about trust in marriage. Your spouse can always ruin your life always. And that goes both ways. Like we need to be making better decisions. If people didn't see that divorce was even on the table outside of like very extreme cases, like of infidelity and abuse, like physical abuse, um, then they wouldn't be getting divorced at the race that the rates that they are. So I agree that we need to take out this this financial incentive, but like to act like women need to solve this, but also are incapable of solving anything is uh, stupid and intellectually dishonest. We can't solve this. Men can solve this by not sticking their dick in crazy. Well, Any, the other anyone? thing related to this is that there are some people who are rich they get divorced and then they're paying their ex like a million dollars a year plus in child support that has nothing to do with actually supporting uh the child it's just this giant welfare program like to give to these women and it also the other point is these courts are not even close to unbiased they that's true too are yeah. fine they are financed based upon the percentage of the child support 
that they uh, like say that someone owes. So if if they say that someone's going to pay less, that means that they're taking in less money. I, I think they t- tend to. Yeah, take but like what about 2%. somebody like Jeff Bezos? So his wife took care of the kids, uh, ran a household. These are all unquantifiable, you know, amounts of work that allowed him to build this empire. And then he's like, "I'm going to go fuck this old tranny." He breaks up his own marriage inexplicably. Does Wait, she what? deserve to get half? There was a tranny in that situation. No, the woman that he's remarried oh. to like is very unattractive, even less attractive and older than his wife. The whole thing makes no sense. Huh. So well, does does you're she deserve about a divorce, not um not child support. So that those things they're related, but they're not yeah, really the but, same. but they they have children. I'm sure some of that was child support. I don't think they're grown. How how much like don't you think that there should be a maximum uh just a ceiling on how much you should like even have to pay if you did if you do are going to support those laws. Yeah, but I mean, but it's it's arbitrary. And do you think that the court should be financed based upon uh, a percentage of the amount that they order paid? That they are ordered to pay based on their income. I mean, doesn't that make more sense than than um uh, like a a maximum ceiling that's that's arbitrary. I mean, if it's like $2 million, it's only going to apply to people that are fairly wealthy. But do you think that the, the design of these child support laws should be, or, or the financing of the courts should be based upon them taking a percentage of the child support? No, of course not. That creates an incentive uh, it's 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 vertical integration. It creates an incentive for courts to um, increase the amounts of child support. Yeah, because that's but that's how they're financed. Yeah, yeah. No, I agree with you somewhere, but like, I'm I'm just rejecting this 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 right wing trope that women are responsible for everything, but also need to fix everything too. Like we have this whole generation of aimless. Men. I'm saying that the government's more responsible because the government incentivizes it on uh, women to make bad decisions. Yeah, and, but and if, if the family structure was strong, if we rejected the government in mass, then um, then we wouldn't be beholden to these kinds of things. The problem is that women are responding to incentives uh, rather than being led by their husbands. And a lot of that has to do with weak male leadership, which is a huge uh, problem we have right now. Well, that's because the the weak male leadership was largely caused by the government and the government has so much control over us. It, it takes us when we're children and we go into the government education system and the government just has so much money that it, it can control the culture and make sure that it gets the result that it wants. I mean, it's a chicken or the egg thing, but I, I don't really think that the government is the cause of our cultural woes. The culture is the cause of our cultural woes. I mean, until sexual liberation, largely women were under control. And that was a male decision. You guys All right. let the I'm gonna, pussy cat out of the box. I'm Why gonna give Scheffler the the last word here. As right, I'm the about last what? word is for uh for Red Felcor. Red Felcor, do not get baptized. You stated that you were rather agnostic. You get baptized after you accept Jesus, not before. All right. Well, uh, thank you for the call, man. Appreciate it. Thank you. Have a great night. Oh, all of a sudden, I feel like I'm dying. You are dying. The, you should get on a respirator. 
I feel like I need one, so bear with me. I'm going to try to power through here, but uh, the coughs are the coughs are coming. Luckily, I have Batman's voice to bail me out. Batman, are you Blonde there? just wants half for husband. She's bail you fuck out yeah. for what? Fuck yeah, I do. Uh, I have corona He's and uh, the coughs are starting to kick in. Well, funny you say that. Actually, I was going to update you a few, on a few things. First of all, my fiance is now here living with me. Oh. Congratulations. That's great. Well, thank you very much. Um, so she's here with me. She will not be joining me on the mic because this she's is a. Uh, oh, well, send our regards. And correct me if I'm wrong, but this is, a, this is a, a couple that was born out of the show. Is that correct? Yes. Well, oh my uh, God. that's that's great. Glad to hear it. Yeah, I'm I'm very happy to. <laughs> um, the other thing is actually um, funny that you bring up the Corona thing. Uh, she got here the day of uh, my father. Got, my father got coronavirus. Oh, no. The following day, I got it. The day after that, I gave it to her. Um, eh, it happens. A couple later, we learned that um, a family member of hers, which I, I won't go into too much detail at her request, um, also had it on the other side of the country. I, I've heard from a few friends uh, who live in various places far away that they have had it either they either have it now or they've had it very recently. So I guess yeah, so whatever the latest one going around is, is it still Omicron or is it what are we what is it even anymore? Is it does it even matter anymore? I don't, I don't know. <laughs> no. I mean, no. now this is just a, an endemic thing that we need to live with from time to time. And that's what's like the flu always has been. So, like, I lasted this long, of course, as a pure blood throughout all of Corona, and I know I got it once before because I lost my taste and smell, but I had no effect other than that. So, I made it this long, over two years into it, before getting like actually sick. Now here we are, where it's supposed to be the weakest forms of it, and I got actually sick off of it. Not like. Yeah. I would say like the sickest I've been in as an, as an adult was when I had mono four years ago now. That was June 2018. And I felt like I was going to die. That was the worst sickness I've ever experienced. This was similar <laughs> symptoms, maybe 25% severity. I had one night where I created like a swamp bed of sweat. You know what I mean? Aww. That was it. Just one. Yeah. And, and after that, well, I was okay. For me, this was not as bad as my last flu was. Hmm. Uh, I never lost my sense of smell or taste, and um, I'm still living. I have a little bit of a pervasive cough, which I'm desperately trying to hold back right now. Well, that's the but, thing. I can't um, I can't kick it. Yeah, because I got I was the sickest on Friday, and I'm ne- and it's now Wednesday, and it's just this lingering, annoying cough that won't go yeah. away. Other than that, I feel fine, really. Yeah, it's um, it it really it wasn't that bad. I booted most of the symptoms in about four days the only thing that really remains is this very slight dry cough yeah um and uh i'm really 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 grateful to the u.s government and the governments of the world that we shut down the entire fucking world for this (laughs) yeah just gonna say that this wasn't even my goddamn topic Uh, okay so let's get into that so we don't get too far uh so let's uh let's talk about the uvalde shooter for a second how that applies to um or actually not the shooter himself, he's irrelevant, um, the cop's reaction and the implications that has on gun control. Okay. So the entire purpose of, um, you know, gun control is basically to say that um, you need to rely on authorities to defend you because you cannot be trusted with your weapons. Yeah. Right? Now, who's really more reliable? Um, 
according to sources that I found um, from the Crowder show, there are 1.67 million uh, defensive uses of firearms uh, there, there were in this nation alone last year. I could believe it. Sure. What, what was the source yeah. on that? Not that I doubt it. I'm not doing the old fedora tip. Source, please. Uh, I'm, I'm asking. Ago. It just was a couple know. weeks ago yeah. that I checked it. I can email you about it if, later if you'd like. I don't have it memorized. Yeah, I'd like to see um, it just because I'm curious about. Uh, that's one of those yeah, sure. things that's, ha- that's good to have handy when you get the citation, please, uh, Twitter response or something like that. Yeah, yeah, and actually I have since used that data um, yeah. in one of those arguments I, that I had with the one person that I still argue with this uh, <laughs> about this with must be kind of cool um, if you're able to do this uh, regularly. It is kind of nice. Person. It is kind of nice. However, um, I totally flipped out on him the other night. Hmm. But uh, uh, just gonna say he earned it. Anyway, okay. uh, right. the <laughs> the um, the point I was kind of getting at is. Yeah. So we can no longer be trusted with our weapons, and now we have proof that we cannot trust the authorities to actually protect us in the way that they're supposed to. So basically what gun control people are saying is get fucked. Your lives don't matter. Your kids don't matter. Um, You you know, at this point, this this is the kind of, you know, like Lori Lightfoot's call to arms that isn't treated like it. This is the kind of threat that isn't treated like a threat, and we need to realize what it is. Right. These people well, hate you. They want you dead. Yeah. I, I think there are plenty of demonstrations of that to the hardcore ideologues. And I, you know, I don't want to accuse too broad of a group of people here because I know that there are, you know, there are Joe Biden voters who are just, I hate Trump and I don't really pay attention to the news. And that's why I vote for Joe Biden. But I mean, the actual progressive ideologue. Mm-hmm. Does your life as a non group member, a non progressive ideologue, does that, do they look at your life as mattering for its own sake or do they view your life as valuable only insofar as it serves the ideology? And there are all kinds of demonstrations, I think, that show that they only care about your life and believe that your life only has value so far as it fits into that. And well, you're the worker bee. Yeah. And right? I think when that you sting somebody, you lose your life for it and they don't care. Yeah. I like that analogy. You're, 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 you are only useful insofar as you serve. They would say the hive, but in reality, it's the queen. Uh, yeah. And Who is, is the queen in this communistic, analogy? Is well, the queen a person or is it the ideology? Uh, I don't really think it's the ideology. I think the, the ideology in this case is being used by smart people who don't believe it on dumb people who do. Hmm. That could be. Yeah. I mean, you really think that Joe Biden believes that... Uh, or even Kamala Harris believes that there's all this racial inequality in the country. And I, I don't Dude, think I have so. no idea and what I mean, that idiot believes. Did you hear his uh, <laughs> rant about nine millimeter the other day? I did. Yeah. I did. I, oh I, um, I needed, I needed to get my balls reattached afterward. Cause I laughed <laughs> them off. I, I, the first uh, yeah, thing yeah, I did was, when I saw that incredible. clip, I messaged um, Justin over at Phoenix ammo. And I asked oh, really? him, I said, I said, lung, lung extracting rounds win. I want the lung and lung extractors. Give me some lung extracting nine mil stat. I know you can make it. I don't know if he plans to manufacture any, but uh, <laughs> they, yeah, they always have the best like memes over be there. I was hoping, for hoping maybe he would, hoping he might maximize that meme a little bit and really lean into it. But I don't know. I don't, I don't tell him what well, to do. Maybe he will. He has better maybe memes than I do. He doesn't need emails. Yeah. He doesn't need my instructions. <laughs> <laughs> so all right well, well I, I do hope he jumps on that because um 
I, I look forward to getting that email. Yeah. I've ordered quite a bit from him at this point. Yeah. But did you have any other thoughts before we let you go? No, that was about it. It's just getting that off my chest. All right. Well, congratulations. And uh, yeah, tell her hello. All the best with your Rona. And uh, actually, she'll hear it in a second. <laughs> all the best <laughs> in with seven the, seconds. She'll hear it. Yeah. Right. All the best with uh, your family and the state of uh, New York and, you know, all the things that that yeah, entails. Fuck this place. Yeah. <laughs> Good luck with all crazy right. cats. I'll take care. We'll catch you next time. <laughs> yeah. See all right. Bye bye. Speaking of Uvalde, uh, and I, I'm sure there'll be even more information by Sunday by the time we get around to talk about this. Of course, the door is one of the pieces that makes me the most tinfoily, as we talked about on Sunday. The teacher oh, are propping you, are you open the door. Chrysler, crisis actor Sandy Hook territory? Um, no, well, no. As, soon, as we mentioned, the information will probably come out Tuesday that'll change all this, kind of. So now the okay. door story has been modified. Remember, the story was teacher props open door at school. Teacher right. sees shooter crash car and starts shooting people. Teacher calls 911 to talk to tell the police or emergency responders about the shooting situation. Teacher apparently does not close door and shooter walks in. That was what the sequence of events was as we understood that on Sunday. Now the rep- the authorities are saying teacher did close the door, but not enough. It either closed and didn't lock or it either was not Just, closed enough right, to right. lock. So it was not propped open like a, you know, you think of a door open like 90 degrees with a door stop to hold it from shutting. It was not that. It was like maybe cracked or the locking mechanism was broken. Really? Well, that changes everything, doesn't it? It, it, it That explanation makes it look a lot less tinfoily. That's more understandable, even though I'm still. I mean, humans make mistakes. I get it. But it does seem bizarre to me that if you're a teacher who says, wow, there's a, a crazy guy crashing a car and shooting a, a rifle outside <laughs> that you don't really double check the latch on that door to make sure yeah. that, uh, you know, that's not an easy point of entry. But uh, anyway, true. over on D-Line, oh, we'll, we'll update. Yeah, we'll update on the uh, Uvalde stuff on Sunday, I'm sure. Uh, over on D-Live, C2K says, truly hope Batman's lady has a Harley Quinn voice. That would be. <laughs> Well, she's with Joker, though, right? I don't know. I don't know all the Harley Quinn and Batman have never hooked up. I assume. I don't. I don't understand this Marvel world. <laughs> That's not Marvel. That's DC, right? Whatever. I don't know. The fact that I don't know should be a credit to my character. Yeah, you guys are all nerds. <laughs> Star <laughs> no, Trek, though. I don't know much about comics or characters, but I know that Batman is not Marvel. That much I do know. Okay, uh, let me catch up on uh, Tippy Stream here. I'm ready Cap- to go for you. Captain oh. Phoenix says, uh, if the parents were armed like the military, they would have barged right through the police barricade with tanks and howitzers and filled, uh, then filled the shooter with a thousand rounds of M16 ammo, and the whole situation would have been over in 10 minutes. You know, like I was saying on Sunday, I, I agree that just kind of a mob going at a, a sketchy situation like that is not ideal. You need some kind of organization and tactic and uh, tactics and equipment, they, you know. but standing around for an hour is also not like, yeah. I can't think of much that's worse than that. You yeah. know, could it, would it have been worse if you just went at it zombie style? Maybe, I don't know, but how could you have made it worse? It's hard to imagine other than maybe parents get killed, but I guess to defend, Wouldn't you die for your son? Th- yeah, that, I, that sounds horrible that you have more casualties. But obviously, if I had a choice, uh, it's your life or his. I guess I'm out. That's my job as dad. Yeah. I ha- That's just the way yeah. it is. 
So, yeah, you know, I guess put it this way is a is more parents dead for fewer kids dead. Is that worse or is that actually, you know, none of them are good. But if that's what the parents want, clearly better. better. Yeah. Yeah, clearly better. What is our job as parents, you know, if but to protect our children? If you have any chance to do it, yeah. I mean, that's that is your your job. So people really respond to authority. They they just they just believe that the authority knows and has their interests in mind. Yeah. Um did you ever read Freakonomics? No. I, I believe it was in Freakonomics, but Malcolm Gladwell talked about um South Korean hierarchical social society and there was this plane, this pilot who like knew he had some kind of plane malfunction. There were 250 people on board and um, he was the, I think he was the co-pilot. And because the pilot was not recognizing that they were in dire danger, they just kept telling air traffic control that like everything was fine, even though they knew everything was going to shit. Um, and then everybody died. Hmm. They were just unable to like overcome their social hierarchy even when they were in a grave, a dire situation. Well, yeah, it's it's very comforting to think that that there's some all-knowing, all-capable authority. Of, I, well, I guess th- this is kind of what happened. This is kind of what happens when you substitute people for God. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, yeah. There's a concept of an all-knowing, all-capable authority looking over you. For in the traditional faith sense, that's called God. In the sort of yeah bastardized version that we've created that's called the experts the experts know what's best for you the experts will take care of you but in almost all contexts like yeah certain people have specific skills or they're really good at a particular thing and they know a lot like they know a lot about a particular thing but number one they can be complete morons in any given context and number two they don't necessarily care about you that much and that's of course, that's of just the reality. Not, yeah. I know that we all kind of have a duty to care for each other. And of course, if I can help out, you know, someone I I see who's in trouble, I'll do that. Um, if I can help out my neighbor, I'll do that. But at the end of the day, you're going to care most about your family and yourself. Period. End of story. That's true for everybody. Whether you're, you, you would know, think though, but that there are social structures that um, will override these natural mechanisms, and we well, have to remain privy to to that knowledge. I think or the we'll true being communist, yeah, like the true, yeah, the true ideologues. I think you're right that like that you see it all the time. Why are people separating from their families over Corona because of ideological loyalty? Oh, yeah. So certainly it's the not old Tibbetts theory. I, yes, he was. Yeah, uh, it's 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 so I'm not saying that's not impossible. I'm just saying the experts. um they don't really the, the people that you're supposed to trust to look over you for their supposed expertise. They don't really have a reason to care about you. Mm-hmm. They might, you know, in some general sense, but they don't have the same investment as you in you as they do in their sort of uh, their in group, I suppose. And yeah. you are certainly not a part of that. No, indeed. Uh, let me do a few of these and then yeah. we can go back. Uh, Fabian Benavides. I probably said that wrong. Oh, Rourke, 2019. Hell yes, we're taking your guns. Aurora, February 22. I don't plan on taking anything from anyone. This insincere guy just says what's popular at the moment. Yeah. He came back, I think. Now he's back on, I'm taking them. I think that Uvaldi has given him, has emboldened him enough that now he's back to taking them. Unless I misread. I just saw a headline that, that said he said that. So I haven't heard it. Bill Biz. In Bainbridge Island, the private schools are as ridiculously woke as the public schools, maybe more so. Yes. And we didn't even talk about that. 
Uh, sometimes there's just no benefit to sending your child to private school. Bible study, yeah, Robert. Yeah, I'd have time. to. I'd have to vet it, of course. Oh, Bible study, Robert has uh, his own his own handle now. Does he? He does. All right. Um, I responded to every Bible study message I received this week, but apparently my responses went to junk mail. FYI, for anyone who messaged me, check your junk mail, guys. Ah, okay. and spam. Sorry, Robert. Um, Thank you Black for. Uh, we'll be sure to. Yeah, we'll. I'll. I'll make an announcement um, at the class too, so that. That people are aware. Um, I can't read this black magic. It's, it got through Susan, but it won't get through you. It's a J trap. I can't. Oh, shit. It. What are we dealing with? Well, I'm just I'll trying le- to clean up the show a little bit. You know, <laughs> let's see what we got. Uh, <clears throat> Come on. Rhymes with shoes. Okay. It's too okay. on the nose. All right. Uh, Seagram's Gin. The child, um, uh, the child support call starts at a false premise. Uh, Child support has limits that don't cause the support to be enslaved. They cannot lower a supporter's wage below a certain point. They're only imposed when employed and only till the child is 18. Um, That's true, too. I mean, I just feel like if you're banging somebody that all parties need to assume some kind of of really serious responsibility. Yeah. And I agree that, uh, and this is not to take a shot at the caller and maybe he would explain it differently given the chance. So I don't want to say that he wouldn't. Um, but the original premise that it's a job that if you don't do, you go to jail. Right. But you sign, at least from my perspective, you signed up for that responsibility when you created that life. I mean, by the same token, the, the life that is sleeping in the next room over is my responsibility because I created it at at no point, whether I should go to jail or whatever I should do. If I leave that, I should face punishment because I have abandoned a responsibility I took on voluntarily. I mean, ideally we should do that punishment socially. Yeah. I don't know. I guess I haven't thought about whether that should be, uh, there should, what the legal structure should be there. Um, I, I grant the point that incentivizing, Incentives for divorce are bad and should, you know, we really shouldn't do that. However, if you're the sort of absentee or deadbeat dad who just bails on his kids and leaves a mom with nothing because you decided you don't want to do this anymore, there's got to be some, I I get the caller's point about, well, that will help women select better men. But what about that woman? Right. Like she's, she's just out of luck because this guy, I mean, that's, that is abusive to the family. There's got to be some kind well, of Well, she is out of luck because she chose wrong. Well, I guess, but it's it's kind of, there's an element of victimization there. He has yeah. victimized his children. So I, in the same way, I can't just say, well, if someone kicks your ass on the street, um, that's, you know, that'll teach you not to walk down that street anymore. Like there's an, someone victimized another person. Any justice system has to have an accountability for that injustice. I agree. Yeah. So. I I don't know. I guess I don't know exactly what my prescription would be, but it's got to be it's got to be something for for fathers who just bail on their responsibilities. There's got to be some mechanism. But in a functional society, that man would be um, uh, would be a total outcast in the way that a woman who's had a baby out of wedlock would be. Hmm. Okay. like, yeah, maybe like that man can't get a job. That man can't find a new wife. He has yeah. no high ranking social contacts. Maybe. But but again, it's I would say that he's it's not just punishment that's due to him. It's what he owes 
the life that he created, if not his former wife or the mother of his child, he created a child that he's now not supporting. And no, it's I not- totally agree. But but we, you know, we always talk about personal responsibility. Yeah. <clears throat> um, this should be based on personal responsibility. This I, shouldn't be a government. I could grant the point where we've probably gone too far in one direction of empowering the state potentially. Um, yeah. Anyway, we're way over time, so we should probably get uh, back into the uh, into the calls. Thank you, guys. We'll come back to your um, chance. I'll have to just circle back with you. Uh, I'll try to move quickly here since we don't have a ton of time remaining for calls. Gilgamesh. Oh, hey. Hi. Hey, Blonde. Hey, Matt. I wanted to mention something. I've heard you guys talk about this, about secession. I mm-hmm. looked this up, and I mentioned this. Um, Lincoln, it's due to Lincoln win the Civil War. He, ensla- he basically, you can't secede. Yeah, like I you know. think. Yeah, it's really messed up. You have to go through government to get the approval to, to leave the U.S. Legal um, man talks about this all the time. There's is there no actually way to a, a legal? There is, yeah. there is no articulated way, is there? Other than, but, I guess, no, Congress could be well, you have to be to let go, basically. Yeah, I mean, like Congress could do it, I assume. Yeah. You, have to get, you, have to get your, you have to have your state vote on it, and you have to send it to the federal government where the House and Senate vote on it, and hope that the president agrees to let you leave. So it basically, you're just talking about passing a law, essentially. They just pass a law yeah, that says, like, Montana's not a state anymore. Yeah, in yeah. the United States, they're their own country. You have to mm-hmm. beg the government to let you have your sovereignty back. Yeah. Yeah, that's... Yay, uh, Lincoln! I know. Oh. People love oh, Lincoln. To... Oh, yeah. Oh, also, he suspended habeas corpus. Nobody talks about that. Oh, yeah, and he locked up the... the... Oh, I mentioned that in my video. President Lincoln was a tyrant. Um, oh, get this. Oh, you were asking about Finland and Sweden. They're not in because of Turkey. Right oh, now, I saw Turkey something wants, like that. Yeah, yeah, Turkey wants both these countries to denounce the Kurds and declare them a terrorist organization because Turkey is at war with the Kurds. And if they don't <laughs> okay. do that, they won't let them in. The And they also have to remove the sanctions on Turkey. Why are we in an alliance with Turkey? You're telling me if Turkey gets attacked <laughs> by, I don't know, let's say that like some Syrian militia goes into Turkey or something, oh. that, that, that we... We are going to go put our guys on the line to defend Erdogan and Turkey because I why? Know. Like why, why? why? Hold on. Well, the reason is because Turkey has the second largest military in the world. That's the only reason they're in NATO. What? Would you rather send resources and men to Turkey or to Ukraine? Neither. <laughs> Neither. I don't want to be anywhere in any of these countries. You can't tell. With, I know. I hear you. This is just a high. I want to only deal with America. I Both of you cannot tell me that it would not be worse to send it to Ukraine. You want to know something? I would rather at this point support uh, Russia and Putin than any other world I, leader right now. I guess it depends the most who we're same guy in the world. Yeah. Maybe. I guess it depends who they're fighting too. Like who is well, Turkey up against, it, who is I, Ukraine up against. Here's, a, here's an interesting thing. Patrick Lancaster, he's living in Ukraine right now and he's doing it. He has a YouTube channel. He does videos daily where he shows you what's going on on the ground in eastern Ukraine. Yeah. And talks to the people and they tell you it's the Ukrainian military that's been killing their people. And it's not the Russians. The Russians Ooh. are actually protecting them. And that's with the Ukrainian the military is killing Ukrainian civilians yeah, or Ukrainian military or both. 2014. This is They've been killing them since 2000 and the and oh. Azov, as as yeah. battalion have also been doing it. Yeah. Did you say that Turkey has the second largest military in the world? There's that's no way what, that's, that's in NATO. 
Oh, the second oh, largest military NATO. in NATO. Yeah, that's oh, in NATO. Okay. That's why they have a big vote. Yeah. Uh, oh, is that, that is even that, true? There's no way. There's def, that's, it can't be bigger than like uh, the UK or, or France or something. Oh, like apparently that. they Germany? Maybe it would be. There, there's yeah. no way they have a bigger military than By what metric? In sheer number? Is that what you're talking about? By sheer number. They have a bigger... Yeah, UK doesn't have that big of a military compared to to Turkey. I'm going to fact check this. I, I, that's what I was told. I haven't looked it up, but I was told... Okay, that, yeah, the Turkey 10 NATO, NATO countries with the largest NATO. active militaries. I could be wrong. I know that Let's Turkey see. has one of the largest. Oh, it's one of those damn articles where you got to click through all the things. Oh. Okay. Yeah. Eight, and seven, yeah, six. Here we go. To us you are right, though. UK smaller than Italy. That surprises yep. me. Germany, number four. You might be right. Number three, France. Here we go. Number two, Turkey. Turkey. Number one, US. See, You're right. It, outside of the US. The, the two guys who have the Duran channel, they're on YouTube, and they each have their yeah. own. They talk about this stuff. And did you hear that? Greece decided to become pirates? Uh, no, I did not. But by the way, this oh, metric they, is they, is uh, troops, basically. So Turkey just has yeah. a lot of guys. Get this. This is what happened. Iran had an, oil, has, had an oil tanker that had Russian crude on it. U.S. told them to hijack that, take that, that tanker and take the oil. So Greece did, in fact, take the tanker, and they took the oil off, and they sent it to the U.S. They got nothing out of it. Iran found out about this, so they took two of, Tur- two of Greece's tankers, and they said, "If you come through the Persian Gulf, we'll keep taking your 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 tank your your boats. If the, if you come anywhere near the Persian Gulf to to Greece, because All right. they committed piracy against Iran for no reason, and oh. then take the oil." Yeah. Okay. All right. Well, we got to keep it moving, but thank you for oh, the call. Appreciate one it. One more. One more. I, thing. I can't. We really got to keep oh, it moving, but thank you. Okay. Man. Okay, I'll talk to you guys later. Yeah, have a good night. Bye. Next up is uh, Major Bluetooth. Major, are you there? Hey, 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 how's it going? We are well. What's on your mind? Well, I've lately been thinking about that old punch Nazis argument. Oh, Mm -hmm. wow, okay. Because I keep coming back to it just because, like, a lot of times you hear these arguments and you can kind of understand, like, even if you don't agree with where they're coming from, you can kind of see why they believe it. Okay. You just change your moral framework or something. Uh, this is the one I can't. Like, if I if I were to accept that punching Nazis is a moral good uh-huh. and doing it would be the best thing ever, I still wouldn't advise doing it. Okay. Because there's yeah. like t- two additional layers beyond that that would that would raise raise a flag of like, wait a second, what are you doing? Yeah. Because beyond the, the moral argument, you have the practicality argument. Like, is this going to bring about the desired result they're looking for? Which I presume would be fewer Nazis, less Nazis than you. <laughs> prevent them so, from being yeah. emboldened, so yeah. to speak. I don't think that would do that. Like, if you flip that around, a Nazi punches them. Are they going to go home and never, never protest again? They, yeah, would they be converted to Nazism? They... Well, if, would it be like the, if punching them is supposed to like weaken them to like make them yeah. run away in fear? If if that were the opposite would happen, would that like would they not punch back? Would they not strike back? Would they not get angrier? Uh, yeah, I, I don't. I I grant your point that I don't think it would. Uh, it's not going to produce the result that I I assume they're looking for. I wouldn't think so either. But then, if I accepted that it would hypothetically 
He said, like, oh, yeah, you punch Nazis and they stop being Nazis. They stop. Uh, they just kind of stay home. You know, they still yeah. have beliefs, but they they just uh, they don't feel like it that day. Unless punch Nazis is just the lighter form of kill Nazis. I mean, if they actually <laughs> kill them, then there certainly will be fewer. Yeah, that's the but, that's the um, the next step of the question. What? Why stop at punching? You know? But um, if I accepted both points, you know, it's feasible and it's ethical, moral, however you want to phrase it. Yeah. What about the feasibility argument? Like what situation are you going to be in where you're in a, because I presume you're talking about like a one-on-one situation where just you and the Nazi, there's no one to get in the (laughs) way. There aren't like five Nazis because you're not going to punch all of them realistically. They're not like across the street on a busy intersection doing some Nazism over there. Well, that's like, how they oh. got Richard Spencer. That's like the only time I've seen it happen is they just ran up and sucker like, punched him. It seems like anything you could come up with, you could find an excuse not to go through with this punch Nazi situation. Mm-hmm. And yet the, it is stated without qualifiers. Like it is punch Nazis in the face. That's the, and it's a call to arms to everyone. Just a blanket. If you're a good person, you'll punch Nazi. At least, at least in cases I've heard it. Yeah. But the second you add any qualifiers, the whole argument's done because you've, you've encouraged people to engage in violence without those qualifiers. Uh, yeah, yeah, I, I, I understand what you're saying. I, I can't help but or I, I have to see that as grossly negligent, irresponsible, however you want to phrase so it. Wh- why, what is, um, why has this stuck with you for so long? Uh, I think I, it's because... It was, it, it's a case of my, my best friend believed uh-huh. in this argument. Oh, okay. And it's, you know, the Did, case. he's kind of smart, you know. The friendship <laughs> has survived though, you're telling me. You guys are still friends. It hasn't, he hasn't punched you yet. No, but he did say if I was a Nazi, he would punch me. But see, that's the problem is that is his subjective definition. And the second that he, <laughs> yeah. in his brain, decides you are, well, then it's over. Mm-hmm. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, but okay so so i jumped all over your answer there what is it about your friend that has allowed this uh argument to continue for so long uh, i think it's just the connection because you know it's a it's a long-standing friendship Uh history we, we have a lot of agreements on things a lot of disagreements on things but then this is the one i can't figure out and i've i've only asked like three times, but every time I get like a little bit of information that just kind of turns me away from the whole conversation, because you know it gets we go toxic. Yeah, when when it comes up, and the last thing I got out of it was I'd only punch them if they're in front of a camera. So you Wait, what? Like, this is a, a fame opportunity, or why? <laughs> like to to send the message, you know? Ah, we we need all Wait. Nazis. We're going to CC <laughs> all Nazis on the, the email of this video clip and it just made me think this whole thing is just like they're just thinking of the richard spencer incident well yeah, uh, yeah. there's no other incident anybody can think of and it and the, it just made me think the only reason i've heard richard spencer say anything is because he got punched yeah no one likes richard spencer he ended up being a fed right I don't know. I haven't heard anything from him for a long time. Not like I was paying close attention, but he was he was making a lot of higher profile appearances there for a little while. Yeah, I don't know what he's doing. And uh, all right, so I decided. Well, I decided to give up on the figuring it out because I've just I've concluded that it's not a real argument. 
Well, I, I guess for someone who sincerely believes it, I, I'd be interested. I would probably be most interested in picking their brain about the value of due process, because of course, the 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 justification of the punch as punishment is completely dependent on. I don't grant that there's a such thing as like a thought crime of being a Nazi, but to the extent that you want to make the argument that it is, you got to make sure that you get that determination correct. And the evaluation of who is and is not deserving of punishment cannot simply be, hey, get that guy here. I called him a name. There's got to be some way to assign or assess guilt. That's just what name we call people. And Mm. I guess if you believe in punch a Nazi, like what value do you see in the American justice system? And I mean like the courtroom sense, like we bring a charge, we have a trial that assesses evidence. We have a jury that's going to decide the guilt. Um, What value do you see in that? I guess is what I would ask. I guess if you believe all it's rigged, then (laughs) you'd be a little more open to the idea. No, There should just be an all knowing superpower. Who's like Nazi, you get punched, not a Nazi. You're fine. (laughs) Yeah. I, mean, I couldn't be mistaken, of course. Yeah. Well, thank you for the call, man. Appreciate it. All right. Take care. And, and all the best to you and your friend. I hope that you're able to maintain despite your differences. And I hope you don't get punched. <laughs> yeah, me too. Yes. See ya. <laughs> Probably will. Yeah. Bye. It'll be a good story if he does get punched. He can call back yeah. and tell us. Okay. We're right <laughs> up against the bottom of the hour, but we do have Phil and El Vicero. So let's give him a couple quick words. And I know, I see we have a pretty good volume of uh Email questions. Mm -hmm. So, Phil, I hate to uh, be abrupt, but we'll probably have to be pretty quick on this one if that's all right with you. Alrighty. Well, I was going to, it's something I was thinking about for a while, but have you guys ever heard of a guy by the name of uh, Peter Zion? No. Uh, Last name's pronounced Z, or yeah, pronounced, spelled S or Z E I H A N. Um, Hmm. He's a geopolitical analyst. And so he takes into account, geography the demographics of different countries and then like global power politics okay to kind of understand economic trends and make predictions about what's going to happen in the future um one of the main things he does at a lot of his conferences is he'll just break down the demographic breakdown age-wise of different countries okay and um so like your more advanced countries obviously have lower birth rates but they have a lot of these old people so what you have is a upside down uh, pyramid yeah and and our current our current way of um, like we have consumption economies or whatever. I forget if that's how, what he calls it, but basically like you're kind of hoping it's like social security. You're hoping that the uh, younger workers are going to keep paying for the older, yeah, the older people. Yeah. And then the, um, our economies are basically based on consumption and, and product and whatever else. Uh, so basically, basically the, the entire industrial or the advanced world is, in trouble because we're going to have to figure out a new way of doing things, except apparently America, because our demographics are more or less okay. Because as he says, the one thing our boomers did right was have kids and he's Gen X. So he obviously hates, hates boomers and millennials equally. (laughs) That's an insane perspective. Well, I don't know. We've all done some shit, you know? Yeah. Yeah, But because we were raised by boomers. Ah, he, he hates uh, millennials because we uh like avocado toast apparently and whatever avocado toast is delicious complex well, carbohydrate fatty vegetable yeah. or fruit anyway one of the reasons i bring him up too is because he was predicting this uh russia ukraine conflict back in like four, 2014 or 2015 and All i'm right. sure he wasn't the only one doing that but he was kind of down to the year 
Are you reading a book or watching YouTube videos or what are you doing? I actually just ordered a couple of his books so I can mm. add them to the stack of books I already ordered. Um, okay. Like if someone wanted to check out his work, where would you send them? I would say go to YouTube and just Google Peter Zihan. Okay. Uh, and it's going to take some time to fil- to filter through a bunch of his presentations. Okay. Because um, they are like hour long lectures in some cases or like TED talks. But I mean, he was at Fort Benning a couple of months ago. So like there are people in like really powerful positions apparently taking him seriously. So. Hmm. Okay. That's good. That's good. Maybe somebody will listen to us finally. Well, uh, well, thank you for the call, man. I hate to be short, but you know we're right up against yeah, time, yep. so uh, appreciate it. And thank you for uh, supporting the show as always. Yep. Have a good one. Thanks. Bye. Okay, real quick. Uh, El Vicero is here, so El Vicero, oh. if you're still hanging out, we'll give you a quick last word tonight. I hate to be abrupt with you as well, but we are tight on time, so uh, we have to be yep, a little yep. quicker than normal. So, so blonde, I've I've come to the conclusion that that your listeners simp for you in the strangest of ways. You're By getting sending an eyeball. me eyeballs. This is not simping. This is genuine <laughs> caring and love for somebody whose content you've enjoyed for years. And I'm going to have a room filled with my audience's various body parts if it kills me. But no dicks. No right. Dicks, yeah. yeah, no dicks. And then you get get the video of my surgery. Um That was disgusting. Oh, so you did watch it. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, well, so did you notice or Did that you guys talk about end, that pre- previously? I can't remember. Sorry. Yeah, we did. Okay. Um but did you notice that towards the end my skin looked kind of blue-gray? Oh god. You know, I I have a pretty high tolerance for this stuff. I'm actually going to watch it right now again. Um but uh that that was that was gnarly. Well, when he started like getting the fungus out of there, my throat was already so like sensitive to it that when it actually came into contact with it, I had a laryngeal spasm and I couldn't breathe long enough for me to like fucking turn blue. Yeah. Um, oh yeah, he's massaging your neck a little bit. Mm-hmm. It, it wasn't traumatic because when you're on propofol, like nothing's traumatic because you're basically not conscious. But uh, oh, yeah, no, and. and yeah, I, I just just thought it was kind of funny that like everybody's like, "Oh, if I lose a body part, hey, I can send it to blonde." And, <laughs> and in fact, you were the first person that I thought of when I said, "Hey, there <gasps> might be video of this." I didn't get to the very end here. <gasps> oh, he's really in there. You're bleeding a lot. Yeah, yeah. No, I probably lost like a half a pint to a pint of blood, and I'm I'm still not healed yet, but I can breathe. Oh, man. Well, that's good. The guy that's losing his eyeball, he's about to get rid of chronic migraine, so he's pretty chill about the whole thing. Wow. <laughs> I actually think today might have been his surgery. You actually think right. today might have been his? Huh. He, he no. might have had the surgery today to remove the eye, is what you're saying. Mm-hmm. Wow. Yeah. That, that so. would really suck. Well, thank you all. And all gross medical pictures, videos... Um, a dentist is sending me a bag of wisdom teeth this week. Um, what? Send them my way. That's illegal. He has no ownership of the teeth. No penises. I don't want anybody's placentas. I don't. I don't want anybody's <laughs> and miscarriage I you didn't fetus. Like dental stories. I don't like dental stories. But he's like, someone just messaged me. They're like, "Do you want a bag full of wisdom teeth?" And I was like, "Yes." Wow. I do. <laughs> In the uh, in All the right, new well, world, in the new economy, you're going to have a very bizarre uh, storefront. You know, I can I can see it now—a little tent or a shack like the 
old west. I'm gonna make jewelry blondes, from it. Blondes, <laughs> uh, blondes, bizarre and oddities, or something like that. Oh God. Yeah. Well, All right. Thank you for that anyway, video. Anything else happens, send it my way. Yeah, and, and yeah, and you were like, "You gross." Can I show my brother? Yeah, <laughs> I did show like, him. He was like, "Oh." I was like, "You can put it on the Sunday show for all I care." <laughs> Thanks, man. Uh, anyways, I'll, I'll get out later. of your hair uh, so you can get on to the email questions. Matt, have a good night. And well, thank you, you, you as well. You too. Okay, you can't be the only person that's interested in this stuff. Uh, definitely not my forte, but I suppose I get it if people are into that kind of thing. Uh, appreciate the callers tonight. Thank you, guys. Uh, if you are having trouble getting in live or you'd like to participate in the show, but you can't do it live, please send us an email question. The way to do that is through the contact page on the website, mattchristensenmedia.com slash contact. Look for the call-in show question form. We'll respond to those at the end of the stream each week as we will right now. We do have something like 15 of them, so we'll probably have to do the rule that I break forever, which is, you know, we each get one brief answer, no follow-ups. Let's do that. Antique farm equipment. Would you rather fight 10 duck-sized horses or one horse-sized duck i would We've rather have had this question before yeah it's it's to me it's 10 duck-sized horses that's just for sure i can kick them all and yeah be done with it i'm with you yeah uh the next one is mason this week on twitter there's a video going around of a friendly neighborhood jogger terrorizing people on the new york subway at one point he grabs a lady's hair so she can't move away from him all the comments were women saying what happened to men in this country why is no one helping yeah Am I crazy for thinking intervening is insane? I have a wife and kids at home. I'm not about to pick a fight with a crazy person and get stabbed. And then he late, I had to cut it off because it was too long. But he later said like, maybe if it escalated beyond hair pulling, I'd get involved. No, um, I never get involved with stuff like this. Although I'm not a man. Yeah, do men have an obligation, I suppose? Or if obligation is the wrong word, does a good man intervene? Is that a good male characteristic? I I would say yes. Um, but the point is taken Not in cities though. Like yeah. your, your definition of what you need to get in. Remember when I let that bum die? <laughs> I was not there. So no, I don't, but I remember the story. Oh yeah. yeah. I still feel guilty about that, but I have to keep in mind that like I was in a situation where, uh, like before that happened, that bum broke that bong and started brandishing like a, a giant shard of broken glass. Mm-hmm. Like the, it was a week before that bum was dying in the street. And I was like, eh. So it's like, you know, you, you could totally get attacked from these people. You just have a different mentality when you're living in the city where you're like, I'm not getting involved in that. To answer the question, do I think it's crazy to prioritize the, the safety of your family above all else? No, I no. don't. But by the same token, or well, the other side of this, I suppose, the the reason that this sort of stuff is able to happen in plain visibility, in broad daylight, even though it's in the subway, but... You get what I'm no saying? No one's like, doing anything. Yeah, maybe. it's exactly because nobody intervenes. And at some level, if that's a cultural flaw, I suppose we all have some responsibility yeah. to see to that end. Um, but it's probably calculated. It's probably, you know, maybe maybe if you're with a group of guys and you have the power to stop it, maybe you should. Maybe if you're, Maybe if it's you against a group of guys, maybe you, you know, do what you can and call the cops. But uh, I don't know. Do the cops actually do anything? I don't, maybe they don't. But good question. I don't think that your your order of priorities is is off. No. I just don't get involved unless someone's getting stabbed and then be even more careful about whether or not you get involved. Hmm. You're next. I read that one, I thought. 
Or no, you did. You're right. I Biscuit did. lip. Would you rather be able to speak all languages or be able to speak to animals and why? Be able to speak all languages because, you know, I've had a lot of really smart dogs. Even those dogs, I do not give a fuck what they would have to say to me. Even the smartest dog I've ever had would just be like, ball, ball, squirrel, squirrel, food, food. I guess the premise here I have to accept is that there is detailed communication. Like the animal understands what I'm saying and I understand what it's saying to a detailed level sufficient to make it worthwhile. The only, I don't think it's insane to pick all languages. It probably is. Are you going to say animals? The cool thing about animals is especially if you're out like in the context of an animal attack, that's very useful. You know, Hey, I'm not trying to do anything here. Please don't maul me, Mr. Grizzly bear okay. or whatever. Or uh, speaking of like that story from Yellowstone uh, two months ago where we were in the middle of the bison herd and I was trying not to get gored. Uh, I forget what day that was, but yeah, we, we were in the long story short. We were in the middle of a bison herd on the road and it was very, very sketchy. And the other piece of that, some chick just got fatally gored by a female bison in Yellowstone the other day. Oh, yeah. So we were mostly among female and calf bison, not the bulls, thank God. But that's not even that safe. Anyway, if I could have comforted those bison in that situation. Hey, please don't gore my dad and my wife and, and me. That'd be great. That's what I'm thinking with animals is like safety in the things. World. Whatever. I guess that's a fine answer. I, I don't give. Well, I. I yes. What would is, Bash be saying to you? He'd be like, <laughs> my eye itches. Can you scratch my butthole? Yeah. Uh, it is certainly more practical from any sort of business sense. It's more practical to be able to talk to all people for sure. I'm just trying Unless to give. You're a vet. I'm trying to give some use. Yeah, I'm trying to give some use to the Doctor Doolittle perspective. You know. <sighs> this is Keel. Hi, Matt. Regarding Roe v. Wade and your views as an atheist on the right. He's an atheist, he must be saying. Um, to a unique genetic entity to live, your expressed view would suggest a mother of identical twins would be justified in terminating either one. Oh, okay. This is amazing atheist micro penis jerking off, but I'm, I'll continue to read. <laughs> okay. Terminating either one of the twins so long as one is born with the unique genetic code is given a chance uh-huh. to live. I'm also an atheist. Skag is not an atheist. Whatever. And I believe I understand your view. And that you would obviously fully support both lives, even though genetically completely identical. What would you draw on, however, to explain that? Commas are important, Keel. That without falling back on the realm of superstition. Uh, Point of clarification, not an atheist. I've not claimed to be an atheist. Um, But uh, I don't know that the distinction that we're making here is actually that meaningful. And maybe... Phrasing it as uh, unique genetic, uh, I, I forget how exactly I phrased it in unique genetic code is what he's talking about to define what a life is. We're talking about the abortion context. And I'm saying, yeah, I don't see for me to pick a line beyond anything that is objective, which in this case is the unique genetic code. Maybe I should say distinct if you'd prefer that. But the point is, even in the context of multiple children or multiple new lives, in utero in this in this context whether they're twins triplets whatever they have distinct genetic code from mom and therefore are i can't give you a definition or an explanation as to why those should be treated as anything other than a life that is distinct from mom and if they're life that's distinct from mom 
they should be given all the protections that that is uh, that they're entitled to as a matter of the moral framework of the universe. I would say, but uh, I so the the distinction is they don't they're not part of mom. They're something else. Their genetic material is something else distinct from mom. Is is the definition here that matters? Whether or not their genetic material is distinct from each other, that doesn't really matter. I, I don't, don't know why that would be material to your argument at ever at any point. This question infuriates me. <laughs> I don't find it infuriating, but uh, but I just don't see it. I don't see the fact that there is shared or duplicated genetic material to be to mean that it would be okay to extinguish it. Why would it be okay to extinguish it just because multiples share it? Um, it's distinct from mom. It's a life that's distinct from mom. That's that's the point. It's not mom. It's not mom's. You know, it's not a part of her. It's a part. Of, it's something else. Anyway, Ubi Sterler says, uh, I'll pronounce Ubi. Ubi Sterler. My family and I are working on becoming more self-sustaining. We are working on building a chicken coop as we are allowed to have up to six hens in our town. We have built raised beds for gardening. We plan on canning and possibly freezing some dry uh, freeze drying some food rather we got rid of a uh, one car payment and are working on becoming debt free in the next five years is there anything you can think of uh doing or action uh, or action to take to get to get ready for rainy days that appear to be on the horizon for our country uh, i think you're doing way more stuff you're doing stuff i wish i was doing so you're doing yeah. well <laughs> um you don't need yeah, tips I mean, from you're me you're already living on land that you can you can grow stuff on that's important i would get a cow if you can what else um sewing i think that's an important skill so they have these kits on amazon where you can learn how to sew through the consistency of human flesh yeah i think that people should get that wait what say that one more time it's like um it's like a medical kit but it has like fake latex flesh so you're saying to learn how to fix wounds. Yeah. People okay, should gotcha. be able to, all people should be able to deal with minor medical issues. Yeah, that's true. And I know that this is predictably what I would say, but it is true. You have a lot to defend in this situation in an actual horrible apocalyptic scenario. People are coming for you. So I just hope that you have those resources. Because you're going to be the, by the sounds of this plan, you're going to be the place that people want to go to have at it, to take some stuff. I will learn about bomb building. (laughs) Precious metals in the form of silver rounds and ammunition. Go with that. Agnostic, Gnostic. What are the odds that those innocent children in Uvalde as well as Shmandy Crook were not actually crisis actors, but were sacrifices to occult forces for appeasement or to attain something how long have the aliens been here? No pun intended. Also, who was the last fully white school shooter? I'm drawing a blank and surely it's not Columbine. I almost said Nicholas Cruz, but he must have been half Mexican. So we're limiting to I don't have I need a list of school shootings in front of me. Let's look this up. Why uh, does uh well I'm I know the I know the answer to this Uvalde. question. So I'm not even gonna ask it. I'm not well, tinfoil on Uvalde, so well, I'm going to take I'm going to take rather than go on the, the specific school shootings list here, I'm going to uh, look at the broader concept. What, could you believe and this is 
this doesn't even necessarily have to be attached to Uvalde, but just the broad moral question. Would, would it shock me to learn if it could be proved conclusively that there are interests or powers at force, uh, uh, there, are, there are forces in play in our country that would perpetuate such an event, either real or fake, in pursuit of some kind of agenda that they wanted. I would yeah. love to believe that's that's so morally ridiculous. There's nobody who would do that. But I can't say that that would shock. Like if, I, if that information came out tomorrow, that an entire school shooting was either perpetrated or faked for the purpose of some broad, some other broader reason. Would you be surprised? I, no, I, I that I that seems kind of right on brand for a lot of these people. That's not me saying Uvalde is fake or Uvalde was intentionally done for some purpose. I'm just saying I have no faith in the moral quality of the people in power in this country um, for me to refuse to believe such a thing would be possible if they decided um, they wanted to. There have been tons of white school shooters. You're looking at the list. Yeah, I sorted by death count, but October 2006, six people, five injured. Um, Charles Carl Roberts killed five Amish girls and wounded five others before killing himself. An, an Amish, Amish school. school shooting. Wow, that's Yeah, that was else. 2005. Yeah, there, there are lots of them. Lots of Asians. Don't forget about Cho at Virginia Tech. He was like the he OG. He killed 33 people. Yeah. He did it with a 9 mil and a 22. Never forget. He did. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Blaine. Years ago, I remember reading a story about Israel making rape by deception illegal. Seriously? Because Jewish women were getting conned by non-Jewish men into having sex and finding the story ridiculous. In light of the tranny story on Sunday, I can't help but consider reevaluating my stance on this topic. Should the U.S. adopt a law regarding rape by deception? If you misrepresent, well, gender, that's really, well, deception on what? Like deception on sex or gender? That's going to be really hard because there's going to be a lot of. You know, showboating is just part of the mating ritual. So there are going to be a lot of sluts that are like, this guy told me he's way richer and had a way bigger dick than he does. And that is rape by deception. And wouldn't they have a case? The only, I don't know that I could go this far for, (laughs) to me, it's on you. Like, I'm sorry, if you get blown by a tranny and you didn't know it was a tranny, (laughs) I kind of think that's, that's more on you. I don't know that I want a law against the trans person i don't well i don't know you just just, have to assume that everybody that talks to your kid is a pedophile and that every (laughs) prostitute that you bang is a tranny right i'm much more sympathetic obviously to to cases like uh hiv status where you didn't tell them or you have some kind of serious sexually transmitted disease that you did not disclose to that person and you then passed it on to that person's damage Um, yeah but it would have to be like it would have to be like uh, really specified in the law. Like, would you do it for something like herpes? Knowingly, yeah. If you, well, yeah, you're positive you didn't disclose it, and the other person got it. You have it for life. Yeah, but um, most ninety percent of people already have oral herpes, and it's just kind of a minor. I guess, nuisance. but if you have a, a serious disease, and you, in, in that case, intentionally spread it to somebody, this isn't like a corona situation where. You're just at the grocery store and somebody else happens to get it off of you because that's you know, how these things operate in the natural biological. Well, you intentionally gave it to a person at that point. Not really, though. I mean, 
Well, for herpes, yeah. But what if you had and you knew you had HPV, which 80% of people get, and then it's just transient. It causes cancer. But I think if you know you have a sexually transmit uh sexually transmittable disease of any kind and don't disclose it, I think that should probably be held liable for like that should be a liability for something. Why? You have to assume with every sexual encounter that you are going to contract HPV. You, well, you will. It's you're going to get it if you are having sex. I suppose. I don't know. I just having a disease that transfers to people that way and not disclosing that to them and intentionally transferring it, you're intentionally damaging that person. But what if it's endemic? Like but, HPV? Well, I don't know. And then what's wrong with disclosure? What's wrong with the, I suppose the- Because um, the person already has it or is going to get it and then there's a 90% chance it's going to be transient anyway. If you're having sex with somebody, yeah, but if you knew they might, they might not. If you're having sex with somebody, you should just assume that you're going to get HPV. Okay, I mean, uh, uh, but (laughs) well, I'll grant you the HPV point. What about herpes, though? Yeah, I think that's worse because I think the consequences. HPV becomes clinically undetectable in ninety percent of cases after two years; it just Hmm. goes away. Herpes, you have for life. But most people do have oral herpes. I will give the other side of the. I, I, in general, I think if you intentionally transmit a disease to another person, there should be some liability uh, for that. Um, but what on the other COVID? side of this, I, I won't understand. Well, if you go and like cough in someone's face intentionally, like you commit an assault on them to. What about trans- what I did? What did you do? I went on a plane knowing I, knowing, knowing I probably had COVID. <laughs> I took my baby and I didn't wear a mask the whole time. Oh, fuck me. <laughs> you, oh, you just got on the plane positive is what you're saying. Yeah. Well, if you didn't, you know, if you didn't deliberately approach another person and lick their face or something like that, some of this, this is the danger of it. And this is, uh, you're, you're, you're right about this, that there's just a certain biological reality to the spread of the flu or the spread of other things that but you're not those trying. those people didn't consent to being near me. But they consented to to other people in close proximity, which does create a necessary risk of the spread of that sort of virus. In the same way that I suppose, and this is, I'll, I'll give the other side of this argument as much credit as I can, consent to sex with with people that you're not exactly sure about creates risk also. So I don't mean to say that the person who, you know, potentially contracts an STD because of this is uh, entirely not responsible for what happened to them. You should obviously you should be vetting your sexual partners before engaging in sexual activity with them. But I guess what I'm saying is to me, there's something different about, say, having HIV or having herpes or something like that, not saying anything, still having sex with a person in a way that is highly likely to transmit the virus to them. Is 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 it? It's an active action beyond just being in someone's presence, which was the case. Yeah, but what I'm saying is there has to be some kind of disease threshold. Uh, As in, like the damage that the disease does. What do you mean by? So, like, if you know you have chlamydia or gonorrhea, you clearly have to disclose because that causes infertility in women. All right, we'll just make a list. We HIV. As interesting as this is, we have to keep it moving. No, no, but but COVID, you know, it's killed people. Uh, yeah, but but is there any way to exist in society without the risk of that spread? 
But I'm saying those people were not consenting. But when you have sex with somebody, you're consenting to the possibility that you're going to acquire any number of STDs from them. Well, I, I think I, I don't I wouldn't say that they weren't consenting. I think that any time in this in today's context, you enter a public space, you consent to the risk of contracting not just coronavirus, but all sorts of just generic viruses or bacteria that spread among people. How naturally. is that any different than banging some rando? Because that's an active act. If I know I have a disease and I'm all but injecting it into you, that's much different than just being in someone's proximity and breathing air. Like I'm, but I'm that's committing how COVID an, is transmitted. Yeah, but I'm committing an act of intent that's going, to, an intentional act that's going to bring it to you through the sexual. But my my negligence was an intentional act, wasn't it? I don't know. You can't. Can you negligently give? I guess there. <laughs> you don't take care of your needles or. Uh, I don't know. I guess there are ways to negligently give HIV. It's not impossible. But my point is you transmit HIV, things like it, through a much more active action than just simply being beside a person, you know, in general. All right. Did we talk about this um, rape by deception? Oh, that's what we were talking about. Yeah. Okay. Wow. Wow. We're like, we really have to hurry up. And then we talk yeah. about that for like 20 minutes. Charlie, with the calls for gun control, should we instead consider a ban on 24-hour news channels? Or maybe we could just add an amendment that states you're responsible for your own actions. <laughs> wait, wait. Cons- oh. <laughs> uh, no, I've, well, you know, I'm not going to. I don't want to ban things. I certainly don't want to ban speech. But uh, do, point taken, do I think that a lot of the a lot of the network news is of a damaging variety yeah for sure yeah totally um blonde's mom when asked what is best in life conan the barbarian famously responded to crush your enemies see them driven before you and hear the lamentation of their women matt and blonde what is what is best in life uh your children enjoying your children it's hard to say anything but that um and it's not that they're, of course, there are all sorts of joys in life that I can name that are worthwhile, but it's that kind of all of life's joys fit into that context. You know, um, all of my hobbies, all everything I enjoy, I can't wait to share with my son and everything that I've built in my entire life will one day be his and mm-hmm. God willing, his siblings too. But what he is, what he represents is purpose for every other aspect of my life. So it's hard to say there's any more fundamental purpose than that. Yeah. So I'll go with yeah. that. That is true. Um, okay. Uh, Maria, I have loved the recent conversations of what new skills people can pick, have picked up to be self-sufficient. I personally have taught myself to garden. I have several large vegetable fruit gardens this year. Have you all picked up any new skills or plan to have gardens this year? Uh, no, but I am buying a lot of books and I have a lot of seeds. I'm prepared for one year of collapse. Hmm. That's, That's pretty good. I, I don't know that I could match that number. Um, my skill is listening to God. <laughs> That's the skill that I'm working on. Um, yeah. No, I... I uh, I always talk. There's all sorts of hands-on skills I would like to have. I'd like to spend more time building things, fixing things, um, just more hands-on mechanical stuff that I know a little bit about. You know, I can like fix a a faucet around the house or something like that. Mm -hmm. But 
you know, if I'd like to, I would love to have the skill set to say, be able to build a small house myself if I had to, you know? Yeah. I, yeah. I could, I could build a shitty shack, but I mean like a full on house that had electricity, plumbing, all that stuff. Be cool. Um, or like build a car from, from a whole, you know, take, like take apart an entire engine and put it back together. That kind of stuff. I'm not yeah. on that level. Yeah. Uh, so maybe one day. Yep, yep, for now it's Did listening I... to god a dog stepped on him or my dog stepped on a bee i'm sorry to hear it what uh what do you think of the term woke while it is a handy umbrella term for people to push back against it is also a soft silly euphemism for things which would be better described as anti-white anti-straight anti-family etc confucius said the beginning of wisdom is to call things by their proper names uh yeah i like the term woke because i've reappropriated it for people uh. on the right that are Woke in certain ways. <laughs> um, yeah. But I understand what you're saying. I think that to identify a problem, you need to be specific about um, about the problem. And then that needs to enter colloquial use. And then it'll really start shifting the culture when people are able to talk about it. Yeah, I, I, I agree that uh, it's not a term I use commonly because honestly, I find it a little bit cringe. Just me personally. And it, but it depends. OK, it depends. There are values on either side of this. When you're making a specific argument, you really want to appeal to reason and convince somebody. It's very important to be precise with your language so they know exactly what you're talking about, not use kind of branding like that. Because woke means different things to different people. Yeah. However, one thing that I think, quote unquote, our side, whatever you want to call it, the non-woke, we're, we're not great at the sort of catchy branding that, that sticks you know, the, the left, they have all kinds of stupid branding for all kinds of crap, assault weapons and and uh, fair share and all this nonsense that doesn't really mean anything. But they still go with it. And, and honestly, it persuades people who don't think. At least in my estimation, don't think as critically about those topics. They just like it because it sounds good. In a perfect world, I want to persuade people with precise reason that I think this emailer is talking about. Now, of course, if I had to err on one side, that's what I'll go with. But there's no denying there's a certain segment of the population that just listens uncritically to things that sound cool or good. Yeah. yeah. And maybe we could be better at that. Branding and merchandising and all that stuff is not necessarily my strength. But doesn't mean it doesn't have value. They, I think in a lot of ways... I hate framing things in a, in a sides way because I don't whatever it's like, but that side, them, their, their side, I think they often are pretty good at that. Maybe we could improve on it. Oh, is it my turn? Yeah. Great name. Globo Fago. Globo Fago in moral terms. What do you think of the efforts of the British empire to outlaw the slave trade? While much is made nowadays of European colonialism, destroying Africa. Could you argue that shutting down slavery, a major part of the economy of many African kingdoms actually was partly responsible for impoverishing them. There's also the moral question of interventionism balanced against whether uncivilized people need a foreign world police to step in and save them from themselves. Yeah. Um, I'm not really sure that, I care that if even if I accept the premise that it further impoverishes them, which I reject, but there there has to be some baseline level of respecting humanity on a global level. Like what we the can't, fuck? What are you even talking about? We can't enslave people. Okay. <laughs> wow, blonde has cocked. Did you, did everybody hear that? 
No slavery. This is a moment in show history. I can't, can't believe it. Slave people. Slavery no, cannot be allowed. I mean, we shouldn't like stretch ourselves thin to end slavery in other countries and stuff. Sure. Um, but at a minimum, we should stop foreign involvement that you know lends to the existence of slavery, like we did in Libya. <laughs> uh, no, no. I mean, we can't. We, we can't enslave people or support any cultures where there is slavery that being said there are uncivilized people that do need foreign paternalism hmm. well uh, i i could grant the point that it created uh, a lack of income but the question is is income or economic advancement is that the highest is that of the highest moral importance put another way um you could ask a person a question, is there anything you wouldn't do for money? And I think people would have all, all sorts of answers. For example, I would not become a hitman because yeah. I think it yeah, is yeah. wrong to murder people. And I don't want to be enriched by murder. Uh, and that's not just what I want. I think it is morally wrong to be enriched by murder. So to lose your murder income is not actually uh, a moral failure. That's a moral good. And I would say the same thing about this. It, it may be true that there was all sorts of revenue flowing for, from selling humans as property. However, the moral truth that humans are not property, they are their own lives with uh, all the rights that that entails, uh, is of much higher moral value and importance than the dollars that were flowing um, by violating that that highest moral principle. So I think that answers uh, the question. Can I grant the point that there might have been money lost? Yes, but is that uh, of the moral significance uh, – is that of the same moral significance or higher moral significance than slavery? No. Should we intervene to police the world? Well, uh, in general, whether it's slavery or all sorts of injustices. Right. Um, I generally believe, you know, whether it's your own personal life or whether it's your country, uh, you know, what's the wisdom? Clean up your room, right? Take care of your shit first before you. I guess. We mostly got rid of the slavery around here, even if the means were questionable, Abe Lincoln. But um, I just there are so many other issues that I that I think we need to solve in our country before we go around uh, crushing slavery around the world. And yeah. you can do that to your point. You can do that through other means, too. You can try to incentivize or disincentivize or associate or disassociate, dissociate or disassociate. I think it's dissociate. Dissociate. Right? So, you know. Just uh, if if there are uncool slave lords out there, just uh, don't hang out with them. That would be my answer. Yeah. Dangerous pee spaces. What is that? Uh, hey guys, when I was in uh, high school, there. Oh, it's it's a Jen Saki reference. Dangerous oh, right. spaces. Took P-spaces. me a second. It's that time of night. Hey guys, when I was in high school, there was uh, one time that the teacher gave me uh, a lift to a concert. He came around my house, met my parents, and drove me there and back. I tell this story to make a a particular point. Even hanging out with my teacher outside of school, uh, outside of school hours, when we went to a band we both liked, I still knew absolutely nothing about his personal life. My question is, what do you guys make of teachers being so obsessed about sharing their private lives with students? Their home life is in no way relevant to teaching math, science, gym, English, etc. Even if we were to accept their attempts to teach about gay and trans stuff, just for argument's sake, even then, what they do outside of school is still not needed for those types of lessons. So what are your thoughts? Do you find it weird, uh, like I do, that teachers are constantly doing this? 
Uh, yeah, I think it's really weird. I mean, I think that that's true. We used to do things with our teachers outside of school, and I still didn't know anything about them. Uh, no, I couldn't tell you much about the personal lives of any teacher I had, uh, you know, when I'm young or even into even into college. So, and I don't think it's necessary. I yeah. I think that it's actually entirely irrelevant. And um, yeah, I mean, I don't know. It's uh, I'm trying to. Th- I can't. I couldn't tell you a single teacher I had that would share that level of detail, like we're seeing now with with a lot of this. Um, you know, like the the gay and trans stuff in Florida with with the bill that they passed, the don't say gay bill. Right. Maybe some stuff in passing, but I don't I, I don't even know what the hobbies of half of my teachers were. And yeah, it didn't really matter. As it you should be. You don't need to know. Uh Kate is up next. I used to think vaccines were all good, but the COVID fiasco has broken my trust and now I'm pretty skeptical. I'm pregnant with my first child and I'm wondering. How do you both approach vaccine recommendations requirements, especially as it relates to your kids? Also, thank you for all you do. Great show. Well, researching humors. Man, I have avoided this question like the plague because mm. I feel like I've made some mistakes in this arena. Um, I gave Emmeline some vaccines, um, but not others. Like I didn't give her hepatitis A. I never give her flu. Um, I just tried to keep it like really, really limited. I think I did them on an extended time frame like i don't know that i gave her any newborn vaccines in the first mo- month or so i mean something like that I, I like waited a little bit um my next kid god willing nothing i'm not doing it i'm not doing a damn thing well i we were in the same situation because i've tried to be and in the, in the interest of um you know privacy and out of respect for my wife and all this i'm not going to talk specifics because i just don't know what she's comfortable sharing or not but I will talk in generalities. I think that she'd be fine with me doing that. Um, and I, I'm right in the same boat that that um, the the all the propaganda and all the coercion and force about the coronavirus vaccine made me want to be knee jerk about all vaccines in general and just skeptical about all of them. We uh, tried to be as rational as possible. I don't want to just say all vaccines are out because of this corona hysteria. Uh, makes me knee jerk or re- react against all of them. So we, you know, we picked some and not others, but there are a few things that are frustrating. So for, for example, I know that at least in my estimation, it's not possible that all of these are actually crucially necessary. And I, the reason I say that is because the first menu that they gave us was something like six of them yeah. for a newborn baby. And I called my, I called my mom cause she has all my records from when I was born and I, I think I was given two or three very early as a newborn baby. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I asked my mom, like, did you refuse anything from the doctor? Or and she said, no, I just, whatever they wanted, whatever they recommended, you know, I gave you. And so in just 30, 34 years time, since when I was in, a newborn, what they think is necessary has gone from two or three to something like six. And the other thing that we found very frustrating, because there were some that we thought, were, you know, were valuable or necessary and others that weren't there's so many combo ones now too where it's like a vaccine that's supposed to yeah, cover three you, or four things like tdap or DTAP. there's all sorts even speaking of tdap i had to get that vaccine i didn't have to but it's strongly recommended that i get that vaccine to protect a newborn against whooping cough which i did because you know if your kid gets whooping cough that's very bad yeah but even that that's the last vaccine i got i was like yeah. 
you know. Do I really have to do this? Well, I'm just yeah. like, you, I swear to God, you better check that. You better check that vial, nurse. You better check that syringe because that yeah, better not yeah. be any corona shit. And then flu yeah. vaccine. You know, it's amazing how far we've come. I got a flu vaccine when I was pregnant because hmm. my doctors were like, because my doctors told me yeah. if you get a high fever when you're pregnant, it can cause birth defects. And I, I like could not get the flu vaccine fast enough. Huh. So um, I would say to the emailer, you know, I, I, I'm not going to, at least on air, I'm not going to, well, even in general, probably not going to talk about specific, what our specific selection was. But my approach is try to evaluate each one individually. And it's not, it, you know, it doesn't matter what my selections are. And, and it doesn't mean that that should be your selections. But I think that, uh, and maybe, maybe you evaluate each one individually and you decide not, you know, you're perfectly entitled to that too. But I, I just, I don't want to be so knee jerk that I, I take all of Corona and, and allow that to dictate all of my decisions for my son, which, which we didn't do. Yep. Yeah. But even that's tough. Like you sit down and you research them. It's like, Jesus Christ, dude, I got to spend like two hours looking into what the hell all these things they recommend are. For diseases that we've just never interacted with in our life, in our lifetime. And then, um, because they didn't keep extensive medical records for people in the past, we don't know if, um, if wiping out polio or diphtheria, for example, is a result of the inoculation. I think people just kind of assume that. People died during wartime. People were dying of accidents and other infections all the time. We don't really have any data about the effectiveness of vaccines. <sighs> Wait till Dr. Fauci hears you say that. Yeah, really. <laughs> all right. Next question. This is you. Oh, I- I'm up. An FDS. The biggest question for me is, uh, for me now, is whether or not to return to Russia. I can't get citizenship without children. And the wife doesn't want any, so we are refugees from the war. Uh, oh, the wife, the wife doesn't want any as we are refugees from the war. Albeit very uh, well off. I don't know what that word is. They're, they're, uh, they're doing fine. They're refugees from the war, but they're fine. What makes a land sacred? Can a moral and Christian people move anywhere in the world and change the culture like the left has done? I don't think they really have a right to do that. Like, uh, I know that I, I just said that low IQ nations need to have, um, Western paternalism. And I do believe that, but for the the sake of, of them and then, and their cultures, but I don't know that even Christians have a right to go to any country in the world, irrespective of ethnic, ethnic heritage or ancestry, and just start trying to change the culture. Like you need to think about where your stock came from like what are you you're not fucking russian dude like if you're 80 percent scottish and you want to go to scotland cool fine i'm fine with that but like i don't know this has to do with your race what race are you uh yeah i guess you do, i guess uh undisclosed but um can a moral person move anywhere and change the culture like the left has done yeah, I, I guess I'd have to think about that. Like, okay, f- do I agree in fundamental moral truth? Of course. Does that mean that we are therefore entitled to go to any place in the world and try to restructure that place in, uh, into that fundamental objective moral truth? Or are other places entitled to be bad places where bad people do bad things? 
Yeah. Well, I like you know, like I just answered. I'm going to stick with um, building my house into the best possible image of that moral truth that I can, and uh, I'm going to try to surround myself with people who do the same. And if other people far away from me don't, well, um, I suppose I will defer that conflict until it arrives. But I guess I don't fully understand. It, it, when he says he's going to another land to change it, is he? What land is he talking about? I'm unclear about. I don't that. know. Yeah. Where are they right. going? Because they can't go to Russia. Right. He must be talking about some. He said anywhere in the world. Okay. Uh. Well, I don't know. I. I, I would. Would I, I? I wouldn't select a place in the world that is contrary to your values and go there to try to change it. I would select a place that is aligned with your values and try to be there. Why? Yeah. Why do all the unnecessary work of trying to force change on an unwilling people when uh, in theory you have places that align with your values though, you know, in the U S uh, <clears throat> you have to keep retreating into panhandle Idaho. That would be where you go. And then it turns blue. Uh, no name. What would you say to someone outside of the country who claims that in the U S you can sell guns privately without a universal background check that a private seller doesn't need to check age. If the buyer has mental health issues, have you seen videos of people trying to do so? And being denied that I need to read this again. Can you answer this? So you you can you can sell privately without a background check if you're in the same state, and if you don't have reason to believe that that's a prohibited person. There's no there's no check necessary. So for example, if it depends on the state, but it, it, I'm sitting here in Montana. If I want to sell a gun to uh, somebody privately, and they we don't have to go through a licensed dealer and go conduct some. Uh, FBI background check before that transaction can happen. That can just happen with the exception that if I know the guy's a criminal or an otherwise prohibited person, if he's been instant, if he's been adjudicated mentally deficient and I still sell him a gun, well then we're both on the hook me for knowingly selling to a prohibited person, him for being a prohibited person in possession of a firearm. So I'd have to have a little more clarification on the question. What would you say to someone outside the country who claims that you can sell guns privately without a background check? You can in a limited context within the same state between non-prohibited persons. Mm -hmm. If you just mean in general, like anybody can sell to anybody, that's obviously not true. Um, but have, have have you seen videos of people being, well, people get denied on background checks all the time. So I'm sure there's probably videos of that. Um, if you just want to look up videos of people getting denied on background checks, whether they're purchasing from the store, whether they're doing a, sta- a transfer between um, states or between indiv- uh, individuals where the state requires it, there's got to be videos of that. I don't I don't watch videos of people getting denied where it would happen is actually at the dealer at the store. They just right. they wouldn't get the clearance from the background check system. and They say, I can't sell to you because I don't have the clearance. That's what that would look like. Um, sorry, that's a wordy answer, but. The the premise of the question is like is true in a limited context and false in others. So Kitchen Sink says, if America collapses as a world power for some reason and we are unable to project power beyond our borders, which do you think is more likely? Individual states secede and those states have to fight off the feds trying to maintain control or a foreign power strikes the U.S. mainland, which would be more... Which would be more survivable or preferable 
or would one lead to the other? Let's see. Do I want civil? Do I want the gay war with Lori Lightfoot or do I want the Chinese to come in and uh, take the fight to us? Which would be more survivable? Or are they, this is the thing that freaks me out. Are they different? You know, if you grant the premise that, that these people are trying to destroy the country, which I like, I don't know how you can look at Joe Biden and think anything otherwise. If he, if he was trying to destroy the country, would any of his moves have been any different or more disastrous? Um, I don't know. And, um, and, and if he's trying to destroy the country, is that the is that the intent? Now, here's here's the tinfoil. I all but fully believe that coronavirus itself was a collaboration between Chinese communists and Democrat Party interests or people who otherwise wanted to weaken this country for their own electoral advancement. Right. That sounds granted a little tinfoil, but it's so convenient for everybody involved. I believe fairly confidently that there was some kind of shady involvement there. So if there's an alliance between say Chinese communists and other interests who would like to see this country destroyed domestically, is it possible that those same interests are trying to weaken this country in preparation for a Chinese attack? Maybe. Maybe. Is is the civil war a disguise for, or a preparation for, for a foreign war. Yeah, exactly. Uh, that's definitely possible. I don't know. I think that it's more difficult to defeat the enemy from within, though. Yeah, I suppose if the Chinese did invade, they'd they'd hang out on the coast for a while until they got here. Mm. At least so, Americans could rally together. Although, fuck these leftists. I'm not. <laughs> I'm not going to stop the Chinese from taking over this country. <laughs> Why would I do something like that? Blunt has a stronger alliance with the Chinese than the. I know they get here, and I'd be like, about fucking time. <laughs> <laughs> Do you guys bring uh, you guys bring ISIS and Al Qaeda too? I've, I've yeah, been hoping really. for them. Uh, anyway, uh, we're good. All right, let me reload over here. I guess I didn't answer the question, but <laughs> I, my my answer is I don't actually think they're as different as maybe the premise of the question suggests. I think yeah. I think they might actually be the same sort of problem. And I, I know this maybe this sounds crazy too, but man. When I look at foreign communists as a threat to American prosperity, I do. They are. I also look at people who are all but domestic communists who are a very real threat to American prosperity. I guess what I'm saying is looking at a fight with the people in power now and Xi, like they both should be fought politically, Susan. But is the threat that they represent all that different? They're actually right. kind of similar to me. I I know that it sounds insane for me to sit here and think like the current powers in the United States are a threat to me that is something akin to China. But they believe like all the same collective nonsense. They, right, right. If if left unchecked, the people in power in D.C. would love to see a Chinese type system of basically everything. Ironclad control of the economy, ironclad control of speech, uh, disarming the population. They they love all those things. So what's the difference? That's true. Other than the Chinese got a lot of people. So maybe I just don't want to fight the Chinese for that reason. There's just body count. <sighs> yep. All right. Thank you for the question. Oh, I don't want to fight the Chinese. Final answer. Uh, over on uh, DLive. Let's see. C2K says a four letter word that starts with J. Come <laughs> oh, wait, on. What? Oh, again, we're doing the, the, the word guessing thing and the, I can't, I'm not doing the word guessing rhymes with shoes, dude. <laughs> 
Thank you for supporting the show. But Susan will have my head. Appreciate it, man. Are you good over there? <laughs> yes. Um, yeah, I'm we're ready all set. Um, okay, hold Mulray. Regarding the call from Red Falcor, ba- baptism won't magically convince you. Rather, baptism uh, is immersion for confessing repentant believers into Christ and to forgiveness, for forgiveness of sins. I hope Red joins the John study. Mm. Uh, you do need to accept Christ as your Lord and Savior, though. That's right. I should have. Uh, I wasn't thinking. I should have given him a, a, a proper invitation, though I'm sure he knows that he is welcome to join the Bible study if he would like to do that. Holden also says, in a sense, the son was 0% obedient because he only did what he agreed with. Hmm. It would have changed other things, too. P.S. Give me a break, you low-down money grabbers. I only have 200 characters. Come on. <laughs> I would disagree that he was 0% obedient. Like, if you complete 80% of an assignment, is the assignment incomplete? Yes, but it's partially complete. Yeah, I, I don't know. But perhaps there's a, a more of a biblical explanation for this it's hard it's hard for me without the full context of it to <sighs> to say but if, do i grant the premise that there's a such thing as as partial obedience worthy of credit even if the full assignment is not complete sure and uh thank you for your efforts to explain holden appreciate it we love you you're very special oh, i'm sorry go for it blonde if a guy has gyno gynecomastia surgery I assume that means he gets his titties removed. Should he send the glandular tissue to you? In general, I don't want to discourage people from sending me their glandular tissue. But I don't want any gender. What? So he he gets titties and they send me their titty tissue? No, no, you're right. This is a dude with man boobs who potentially maybe has it reduced. You're right. Do I want our audience's moobs? Yeah. (laughs) I'll take that. I'll take that. We do have a process for treating the stuff before you send it to me, though. So if you have comastia and that you're getting removed, uh, message me and I'll tell you what to do. N-word faggot. It's only a matter of time before I say the N-word and then I say F-word. Yeah, we'll get there. I don't tell people I'm of Shylock persuasion that's kind of a disease. Did I just say something really racist? Uh, I don't know. This one's, I, I, I have Corona and my brain is fried. So this one's over my head. Me too. I probably just said something. Uh, will you Google it? <laughs> the entire public school system is based on infecting kids with Marxism without tell. Wait, no, they broadcast that shiz from the rooftops. That's true. Yeah, they're pretty they, open about it now. They are very open. I'm going to have to rephrase your next one. Can we say St. Floyd, peace be upon him, negligently took fentanyl? Uh, <laughs> uh, misspelling clever mm-hmm. got it thank you for that jay stewart matt i suggest you look into the baboon study they found natural antibodies were more effective at preventing the disease of wc than the vaccine because it causes a longer infection period with no symptoms is that we're talking about corona here is that what wc, uh, WC. stands for wuhan corona maybe i don't know mm-hmm. um well i suppose that's maybe an interesting like if it is conclusively demonstrated and it might be for i don't know but i could believe it that um, natural immunity is superior to vaccine immunity hypothetically susan i would never make such claims definitively 
But let's say that's the case. Like, is there an argument that you're doing someone a favor by giving them Corona? Basically, maybe as a as like a pure as a matter of of just the the risk. But it's still I guess it's their risk assessment, though. You don't get to yeah. just usurp someone else's risk assessment that's true. Um, and deliberately infect them. But point point taken that there's a lot of grade there. Like when you actually back to the STD stuff, it's like if you take the active step of all but injecting a virus into a person, that you know that's not the same to me as just being around someone and breathing. But maybe, but maybe I guess to this, <laughs> maybe if you go up and actually do like spit in someone's face to give them Corona, you're actually no. doing them a service. That's better you're- than. You're wrong about this, though. My my entire point yeah. about the HPV thing was it, it depends on the nature of the virus. I don't know that I agree with that premise. I think that deliberate infection of, of a person. I'm talking like intent, like I go up to you and I let's put it this way. Let's say I had an extremely weak virus, like it, effectively zero percent chance of killing you or really doing anything. I, I That doesn't mean that I get to go up to you and just inject it into you. I've no, still but, violated. but when you give somebody an STD, giving them the STD is not the objective of the sexual encounter. Yeah, but but you know that you have it, and you're still uh, effectively injecting them in, injecting it into them in that same yes, way. Yes, but what if it's ubiquitous and endemic? I still think if you know you have a condition or you have a a contagion, and you deliberately spread it, even if it's not. Uh, likely to be consequential, you still have to disclose it. But I what think. I'm saying is that 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 is that is inconsistent with the belief that you should you should go about your business with a benign cold or whatever if it's spread through air droplets. The difference I make is that the distinction I'm making is that one is an active intentional infection. The other is it's just not because the intent is to have sex, not to infect the other person. Yeah, but the that's other, a, it, the mode of transmission is relevant. No, but that's like saying my intent is to drive a car, but not burn gasoline. Like they get kind of go hand. You can't separate one from the other. They are just that is what it but is. Same you, thing you, with going in, in public. Uh, no, no, because there's no deliberate, uh, effort. There's no, I know I have a cold okay, and I go out and go about my business. I'm not doing anything extra, Yeah, you know, but, but, but nobody's you're... ever doing anything extra when they contract these diseases. Every disease I've had, every that's virus my... I've had, I don't know how I got it. Yeah. That's the point is there's some that when it comes to just passive transmission in that way, just being a, I'm not saying that you should be held liable for passive transmission which is what we're talking about in the context of Corona, just walking around being a person. There's not really any way to get around that because that's just biological reality. There's no biological necessity or biological reality to transmitting HIV. For example, you can't just be around a person and contract HIV by being in their presence. Yeah. But other strains of HPV are transmitted through casual contact. Uh, I guess, I guess I'm just somebody. I guess I'm just kind of unaware of that, but I don't know. I, I my worry about this: are we getting into some kind of like we're taking the we're arguing? I suppose the weakest possible form, and there's all sorts of stuff that is much more. I don't know all kinds of STDs that are much more broadly damaging. That's what I'm saying. I'm yeah. saying that in terms of legal liability for things like this there has to be some kind of viral threshold. No, I, I, well, I, that, I don't think that that's the main, 
moral distinction because even if, but if you if you litigated this and you and you started um uh you started punishing people for known transmission of HPV yeah then uh suddenly you would have to put 50 but, million people in prison immediately but i guess what you're telling me is that HPV translate uh, d- this transmits in ways that we don't necessarily think of as, as sexual transmission like if yeah, i just the h the genital warts that you're going to get on your dick those for sure are sexually transmitted they're 180 yeah. so, like something crazy like i guess what i'm saying is you don't have a right to inject a foreign substance into somebody against their will or without their consent in the context of hpv that doesn't sound like it's necessarily what you're doing unless it is a sexual transmission in which case you are but if you if it's possible to transmit just by being around a person that's a different thing that's a passive but that but the the other the hpvs that that are on your hands and things like that are not the same strains as those that are sexually transmitted yeah, my so, point is that every time you have sex yeah you have to assume that you're going to get hpv because 80% of people have it i if you know you my i'll i'll state my position i'll probably have to just leave it there cuz we're we're past the bottom of the hour oh my um, gosh we are if you intentionally inject another person with a contagion, uh, you should be liable for that. There should be some, that is your fault. You are responsible for that. And that person I think has a, has a claim against you for damage of them through the deceptive practices. Just be that like, you're not going to come in contact with any virus. We live with trillions of viruses in our body. The assumption should be that you are going to contract some kind of virus. On the part of the person deciding to have sex, I, I agree that there that the anybody anybody participating in a sexual encounter has to assume some level of risk. That that is the point. But if you know and don't say anything, if you know and you don't reveal that to that person, you're committing you you are actively um, injecting that substance into that person without without their informed consent. I mean, but would you do? Would you not kiss somebody if you had a cold? And you had like a new partner, would you just be like, I can't kiss you because I have a cold? Yeah, I don't think you should do that. I don't think if you, I don't think you should, you should be sick and like, and not, uh, this is, it's sort of a silly, ex- like consenting, well, consenting partners to the kiss, I suppose. It's a, it's a good, uh, what I'm thinking in my example is like assault kissing a person, walking up and doing that with the intent of. But then you're not talking about a consensual sexual encounter. You're talking about a rape. Well, yeah, but I guess the question is, if you don't disclose what you know to be a consequence of that of that sexual encounter, is there not that similar element of deception or lack of informed consent? Well, no, because if you're having sex, you should assume that everyone has HPV. Okay, but what is the level of responsibility? Let's say the person take HPV out of it. Just any any virus. I don't want to get caught up on one particular virus. If you know you have a contagious virus and you inject that into a person without disclosing it to them, there's no responsibility for the person doing the injection? Of course there are. But I'm okay. what I'm saying is that it depends on the virus. Like you cannot do, you have mandatory disclosure with herpes because it's a lifelong virus that causes painful genital ulcers. You'll never get it. And there, uh, you can. there's a treatment for it. Uh, chlamydia and gonorrhea also there are treatments for they cause infertility and terrible things you have to disclose those things hiv is fatal syphilis causes major major problems H- lots lots of people live in great hiv lives these days but you know <laughs> no there there is mandatory <laughs> I, disclosure 
on every single STD except for HPV because of the nature of the virus. Oh, so we actually agree more than we don't. Yeah. Okay, so it took us that long to get here. All right. Fair <laughs> enough. Fascinating stuff, I'm sure. Wait, let me reload. Yeah. Uh, we're good. Okay. Well, let me uh, double check on Tippy Stream. Looks. Oh, there is. Uh, there is one more. Um, Moppet says, uh, "Dreaming about a federal program." Sorry, I missed this earlier. It was. It's actually from an hour ago. Dreaming about a federal program that circumvents state restrictions on firearms to provide training for teachers who opt in uh, a concealed carry license on campus. Air marshals have something like this. A federal. Ooh. Well. <laughs> Uh, this is very interesting. Do I do? Would I like to see such a program? Sure. Do I trust the federal government to administer such things? No. no. Um. So, what do I? What do I like more? A prepared, trained, armed citizenry, or more federal fuckery? Uh, or what, what, my worry for more federal fuckery. What wins? I, I, I don't want any more federal fuckery. No more federal programs. I'm, I'm yeah. probably out on that. But, well, yeah. What this comes down to is what you want is federal circumvention of state stuff you don't like. Which, granted, I understand the appeal because there's a lot of state fuckery too. However, that kind of sword is, uh, that'll be wielded against you in ways that you certainly don't like. So yeah, I'm going to pass on yeah. that one. But, uh. I understand where you're coming from. Yeah. Okay. I think we're all set. Uh, thanks everybody for bearing with whatever just that talking about HPV. Whatever that conversation was, who knows? I still don't even. Well, it's interesting because I do grapple with this with some guilt for um, giving people COVID, although I didn't know for sure that I had it, but I strongly it was strongly implied that I did. Yeah, but there's no well, yeah. I'm just going to leave it there, actually. I'm, I'm going to leave it there because we've anyway, talked I just to... Feel, I just feel guilty about it. I, I do. I wouldn't unless you do it intentionally, but I guess to talk about the sex stuff, I just don't see how to characterize that as anything but intentionally because it's it's not just incidentally walking by someone. It's putting your dick in someone. But I digress. Oh, I put my dick in everybody on the plane. <laughs> we'll be back on Sunday to discuss, uh, discuss uh, whatever happens between now and then. Appreciate all you guys. Thanks for hanging out with us. MattChristensenMedia.com. If you need anything show related, you'll find it over there. Have a great night, and we'll see you soon.